Main engines on, paradigm shift, engage. Aloha shifters, welcome to another live recorded broadcast of a paradigm shift team building hangout. This is Brendan, aka Skull Babylon, aka Skull the Wolf, with you here in this moment for another exciting educational opportunity to be able to hang out here in sacred digital space to be able to talk about spirituality, metaphysics, and to be able to help bring together a global team of shifters and artists and conscious media creators and light guardians and conscious community leaders helping build paradigm shift communities all across the world as part of the real world interactive game to help shift consciousness through ParadigmShiftCentral.com. So of course I am gathered and welcomed here by several other shifters from across the world. So fellow shifters, let's unmute our microphones and say hello to all the people tuning into this broadcast in the present and the future, so well, thank you so much, guys, for joining me here right now at this present moment in the broadcast. Uh, we have Michelle Infinity, we have Kyle, we have our new friend Breeze, who is jo recently joining into the game for the first time in this hangout, and we have uh, KJ, who is with us and uh, possibly just uh, figuring out his microphone, but we'll be able to hear from everyone as we continue to go through this. So for those of you who are watching this in this moment, of course, just reminding you that you can always join this broadcast and future broadcasts at any time, and of course, encouraging you to be able to interact with this game at a uh, at multiple levels, and uh, this is a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness, and it's about creating conscious media, and it's about encouraging people to choose to be the change they wish to see, and in addition, also about creating paradigm shift communities all across the world. So, with this team-building hangout, this is really a lot more casual um, with some of the stuff that we got going on compared to, uh, compared to some of the other classes. So, within the schedule for the Paradigm Shift project, we have the Paradigm Shift Team Building Hangouts, which is this. We have the Paradigm Shift Dream Class, Paradigm Shift Admin Meetings, and Paradigm Shift Destiny School. So the Dream Class, we always talk about we always talk specifically about dream exploration, lucid dreaming, the dimensions and the infinity, and everything kind of related to that. The Destiny School always rotates through a variety of topics, and uh, we've done various ones related to sacred geometry, health and fitness, meditation, also lucid dreaming, and an upcoming one on sacred sexuality and love. Um, I think that's what we we're calling it, or love and sacred sexuality. Yeah. So that's going to be an exciting one, and that's going to be the next one coming up in a couple weeks. And then the admin meetings are more focused on like the the groundwork of being able to create the physical paradigm shift communities and some of the logistics related to the website and the social media. And uh, again, just giving to people to connect a chance for people to connect and to talk about what it means to be a conscious leader within today's day and age. Uh, again, relating to the theme of light guardians and and Jedi and all that cool stuff. And so that brings me to, again, just a reiteration of what the team building hangouts here are. These are a lot more casual. These are kind of anything that we want to practice talking about, we can practice talking about it. We will go over some basic stuff related to the project. If there's any updates, uh, I'll be able to share some recent things that I've been going through as well. But it is just a place where any topic that could potentially come up, this is a place for it to be able to come up. So I know, just as a little bit of a foreshadow, um, I know some of the topics that we're going to probably be getting into. Kyle is really hot on wanting to talk about the Mandela effect. So we're going to be getting into that a little bit later on and um, if you have no idea what that is and stay tuned and if you do know what that is then get pumped so um, with that said we'll uh, we'll go around the talking stick and and we'll go around with the talking stick and we'll introduce people to this project uh, sorry within this broadcast 
to the global team as part of the ongoing story. Uh, and in the background, I'm just going to continue to share the word and let people know that we are broadcasting live. And of course, this is always recorded in the future, and all of the broadcasts are always available for you guys to download, watch on YouTube, and listen to on MP3 as well. So in terms of uh, some recent updates that I'll just share uh, real quick, this has been a very, very important last couple weeks uh, for me, uh, specifically this this last week. Um, a lot of you who, who again, you know, are, are familiar and follow me on Facebook, you guys already know this, but uh, Monday was my birthday, and that was on July 18th, and uh, that was a very exciting day um, for multiple reasons, and, and, and as much as it was... Um, it, it, like exciting isn't the best way to describe it, but it was a very powerful day. And uh, the reason for that is that that day was, uh, in addition to being my birthday, was also the same day that we uh, walked my dog across the Rainbow Bridge, Shelby. And uh, you guys, again, you know, like for those of you who already are familiar with this, I just want to say thank you so much for the support and thank you so much for the outpouring of love. I know that that experience, being able to share it online with you guys, uh, was very important in, in the way that it allowed all of us to reflect through the healing and through the topics, and, and it was my intention to bring it into the conversation to be able to, A, share Shelby with you guys, and to be able to like allow you guys to be able to connect through that experience, and also to be able to bring in the topic of death and life into the conversation, and to sort of dispel some of the taboo, and really bring in that spiritual perspective of the idea that death is only a step in our ongoing journey. And so, uh, again, you know, like, you guys can find the videos of, of me, like, doing live broadcasts with Shelby, and he is, like, such an amazing spirit, such an amazing soul, as are all of our animal companions. And w I can talk more about this later, because I do want to talk more about, like, the actual moment when we walked him across the Rainbow Bridge and what that was like, again, just to be able to share with in this recording of the documentation of the shift in consciousness so people here get a chance to, to know a little bit more about the story. Um, but I want to talk about the exact moment that we walked him across the Rainbow Bridge and, and what happened and uh, why it was so psychedelic. Um, like, like, honestly, that's the best way I can describe that moment. It was just very psychedelic. And, and those of you who, who have animals, you know that they, they are there as teachers. They are there as allies. They're there as fellow souls along the spiritual path, and they're teaching us so much about compassion and opening our hearts. And again, these are topics that we can get more into as we continue to get into this conversation, but I just sort of wanted to plant that seed uh, to be able to share that with you guys. And the other thing that was really cool, and again, I'll talk more about this later, is that earlier today I was, I was working on a video of my uh, birthday video, my birthday sunrise message. Uh, almost every year I've made a video at sunrise on my birthday and this year obviously it had like a bit of a different theme to it. Um, well in addition to still having the main themes of gratitude and just like reflecting on where we've been, where we are and where we're moving into. And um, after I like was rendering the video I took a nap and I actually had a dream with Shelby in it, which was my intention to be able to meet him in the astral planes. Like I even said that, you know, within my Facebook post, um, you know, like as I was going in this, I was just like, from my own spiritual spiritual perspective, I know that it's possible to be able to meet him in the dream space. And so, like, I had that intention. I was putting it out there, and then, lo and behold, this afternoon, I did have like an experience within my dreams and and yeah I know like I was excited Michelle's like pumping her fist in the air and so I mean the fact that it happened like so soon um, and, and again you know I want to talk a little bit more about that uh, later on so that's just some of the things that have been happening um, within my reality and and just like how I've been shifting and again how I've been using that opportunity to 
connect with a deeper strength in moving forward. And uh, yeah, again, I just want to thank you so much to, to everyone for being able to share in that experience. I know it was a very heart-opening experience for, for many of us. There were many many tears and, and many and much healing that, that took place. So so that's just some of the basics that's been going on. Uh, in terms of that, I've got a few other projects that I'm working on, a couple of free hugs videos that I got in the works, and of course, Journey to Lucidity 3 is still something that we're working on. Um, there's other updates I can relate, uh, just relay to you guys about the website, or just reiterate at least, but again, we'll go over that as we keep bouncing around. So with that said, we'll um, pass the talking stick around and, and get uh, some hey, of the other testing. shit to you. To be able to join in. Can you hear me now? KJ, we can we can hear you loud and clear, brother. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. I don't have anything to say yet. I'm just still Sweet. Well, I'm glad it's working. Work. So. Perfect, yeah, perfect. Finally. Okay, thanks. Hi, hello, awesome. everyone. <laughs> Welcome. Sweet. Okay, well, that's perfect because we're, we're going to go around and do the introductions. And uh, yeah, let, let's do that. So um, I'll, I'll let you guys decide who wants to volunteer to decide who, who wants to go first. Is that Michelle? Are you volunteering? Put your hand up if you are. No? Not necessarily? Um, I, my intuition says Briefs should go first as our honored guest, unless okay. that makes you uncomfortable. Um, uh, we'll give him that option, yeah. yeah. Uh, Briefs, would you want to introduce yourself first? Sure, sure. Yay. Very cool. So, well, welcome again, and and again, you know, this is this project is is an open project. We want people to be able to join. We want them to get involved. We want them to be. A, part of the team to to use the website as a platform to share their media, to share their voice, and to be inspired to create conscious paradigm shift communities where they are. So Breathe, welcome. Tell us uh, tell us who, who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about just like either what you're interested in or how you're helping shift consciousness or any intentions that you have to be able to help uh, assist in the shift in consciousness where you are. So we'll pass it over to you and welcome again. Okay, thank you. Uh, my name is Stephen, and I live on the <clears throat> on the west coast of Canada, on a place called Vancouver Island. It's the biggest island in Canada. And um, well, I've just been spiritually awakening per se the last couple months. I started looking into lucid dreaming and astral projection and stuff like that, and kind of kickstarted from there. I uh, started meditating and everything and getting to that kind of thing and ever since then I've been spending a lot of time on the internet finding cool websites like this one to I don't know spiritually spiritually enlighten myself and um, yeah so I tried to do the free hugs thing the other day. I was in a city. I personally don't live in a city. I live in a small town, so I can't do the free hugs because um, I guess I'd be standing there for quite a while, an hour. I'd be standing there for an hour and get a maybe one hug. I don't know. Maybe see a person. But, um, yeah, so when that didn't play out, I've been helping people more. I saw trying to raise the consciousness. I saw someone struggling up a hill yesterday with a scooter. She was had some back problems, so she had a scooter. And it the battery had died on her, so she um, was pushing up the hill, huffing and puffing, and I came over and asked her what happened and she told me her scooter broke down, so I helped her out, pushed it up pushed her up the hill. And when we reached the top of the hill she needed to take a rest on the scooter, so 
as she sat down, I said, well, it might be easier for me just to push you on the scooter. So I pushed her the rest of the way home. Yeah, so she was pretty grateful about that. Probably pretty happy. And um, other than that, I don't know. Just been involved. Beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Being the change, man. Being the change. <laughs> that's perfect. I mean, again, you know, that's a, that's a prime example of the idea of like just like being the everyday hero being the everyday like change that you want to see in the world the little things make the big difference so I mean yeah, like you, yeah you changed her world in that moment and and who knows how many other people like went past her and stuff like that so I mean that's a that's a great thing to be able to do and yeah how did how did that make you feel uh, awesome a million boxes fantastic Sweet, sweet man. Yeah. It's amazing cool. how being of service, like when you feel like you're doing that, you know, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet man. Now, um, breathe. I, I was just curious. Um, again, like through the web main website for for anybody listening to this, we have the question. We have the questionals and the conscious articles. And as part of the game, we encourage people to use the platform to document things, to to share their stories, their synchronicities, their journal logs, their their intentions, their reflections. Um. That in itself, like that story there about like you like helping that person, as an example, that that would be a prime example for a quest journal, for for a, just as, as something to be able to share, and and other people reading that would just be like cool, you know, like that's so simple yet so effective and things like that. Um, so I just wanted to, to to put that out there, but at the same time, um, do you have sort of like any any uh, like interest in working on conscious media, like maybe any videos or anything down the road? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I was just trying to put together my first YouTube video about raising consciousness. So yeah. Sweet, sweet man, awesome. Well, definitely, that's something. Um, again, we can we can definitely brainstorm around some more. I'd love to be able to to help you with that and stuff. So, sweet. Hey, and, Steven. Uh, go go ahead, yep. KJ. Yep. Hey, um, I was just curious. Did something in particular start you on? The awakening, anything that you point to, or something that you—is it—is it? In other words, is it like something that you point to, like, oh yeah, that was it, or is it something that's happened that you haven't? Quite yeah, there was. There's a, yeah, there's a significant event that happened for sure. I um. You, do you want to share? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a. It was just a move from living with my mother to moving into my with my grandparents and that was big so it was uh, a little unstable with my mother so I guess I awoke when I moved here good nice well, well yeah case life no, changes what? definitely precipitate that yeah what was the difference like how did that move you like I'm wondering oh. well for one my friends were different right like my my uh, tribe was different, so that helped. And I uh, guess I got out of the partying stage. And oh, totally. Became more relaxed as well. So. I, I hear you. Yeah. Were your friends, are your current friends more now kind of in this game? Is that something like that? or? Um, not so much, but they're definitely more relaxed in and, and the now than other ones. So. Mm. That's good, man. I wish you divine blessings on your journey. 
Thank you. Yeah, and Steve, I was just going to say before we keep passing it around and stuff like that, um, do, do you sort of uh, feel called to be able to help like create some like conscious community gatherings like as a shift community where, where you are down the road? Yeah, I can see myself doing that for sure. Sweet, sweet, man. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, thanks again for, for joining, and thank you again for, for just, like, sharing. And, and it's really cool because, like, with these team-building spaces, like, that's what it's being able to, to get to know a little bit about who we are and, like, where we come from. And, and, again, you know, even just sharing a little bit about, like, what brought you into your, your process of awakening is uh, really appreciated. So, cool, man. Um, is there anything else that you want to share uh, right now? Not right now, no. Cool, cool. Uh, can I ask you a question? How old are you? Uh, Fifteen. You're 15. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Bonus, totally bonus so points. So, I mean, cool, cool. Yeah, I wish I would have. Well, you know, every journey is divinely planned and unfolds perfectly. But you know, <clears throat> it'd be always nice if I could have woke up a few or a few years earlier. So, can I give you an offering? I have. When I was like 16, I discovered a book from Ramdas called "Be Here Now." Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. I am going to send a link in the chat, and for every other, anybody 15 or anyone who doesn't know what this book is, like the epic book of our tribal people gathering. It will blow your mind for the rest What's of your, your name? life. Michelle? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, sometimes I take things for granted as just, like, I think, yeah, of course, everybody knows Ram Dass taking LSD in the 70s in the Haight-Ashbury district, right, and be here now with the monks, you know? Of course, everybody knows Ram Dass and, you know, Hinduism and Buddhism. It's just old news. But then it's like, you know, here's this young man waking up and, you know, absolutely, you know, check into every book you possibly can in spirituality, like Ram, anything by, yeah, Ram Dass is, is an amazing figure. He goes along with like Jack Cornfield, Eckhart Tolle. Um, uh, there's a lot of people on the Mind Rolling Mind Pot Network with Ram Dass. They do a lot of uh, spiritual podcasts and retreats and uh, all kinds of amazing things. But yeah, The Be Here Now is a very influential book. So it, I'm glad that she mentioned that to you because it's like, you know, here I am sitting here thinking like, oh yeah, there's no need to mention that, right? But Sure enough, you might have just been, you know, opened in a whole new, you know, sort of dimension just from a comment that I'm glad that she mentioned. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Sweet. Well, uh, yeah, no, thanks again, uh, you guys as well, just for, for adding in on that. And, and it's really cool just to be able to support and welcome in the, the new members of the game. So, Steve, man, uh, welcome again. It, it's really nice to, to have you here. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to just being able to communicate further and, bounce some ideas around, even just within this broadcast and, and so forth. So, cool, man. All right, so um, let's let's keep bouncing things around. And and I will say that uh, there there is a, another player who has joined the game, so I just want to give a shout-out to Alina. Hey, Alina, welcome welcome back. Do you want to test your microphone real quick, if you're there? I think uh, Alina may have actually just froze, so that's not a problem. So um, Alina has actually been in previous broadcasts. Uh, those of you who have been tuned in for this a while, you, you'll, you'll recognize her. So um, that said, though, we'll uh, we'll pass to the talk. Oh, okay, hold on, Alina, go ahead, try and hey. test your microphone. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can. Hey, welcome, welcome Yay. back. Oh, cool. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 
Sweet. Okay, so um, Alita, again, thank you. Welcome. Uh, we're, we're just going to keep bouncing through through the, the introductions, but uh, again, I'll let you guys decide who wants to introduce themselves first, and um, feel free to jump in on that in, in anyone who feels called. So, And even if it's Alina, so... <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> Alina, do you want to... Oh, I guess I will. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so so again, we'll just um go over the basics of like who we are, where we're from, and like like either what we're interested in or like what we've been up to uh, within our our journeys, within our, our our spiritual quest in terms of like helping shift consciousness. So, Alina, welcome back. Hey guys, cool. Okay, yes, my name is Alina, um, and I'm based out of Los Angeles. I was away at school for a while, out of state, and I'm back here now, and I've decided to stay in Los Angeles as well. So I'm like. Here, here, and um, yeah, I um, I work. Things that I'm putting my passions in mostly is YouTube and uh, spreading holistic health knowledge, specifically nutrition, um, different types of herbal medicine, um, spreading awareness of different things like that, like now. Okay, I think we may have just had a glitch. Um, Alina's connection is a little bit choppy. That's okay. Um, we'll give it a second. It's uh, Alina. Are you still there? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Go go yeah. ahead. There was just like a bit of a pause or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead though. I don't know where it, uh, where that cut off, but basically, yeah, I work on YouTube stuff like that. And currently, in my my personal sort of journey, I feel like I've been kind of battling a little bit of materialism and you know, wanting, you know, like, I feel like I've gotten too fixated a little bit when it comes to YouTube, because I really want to spread holistic health through social media and through these different avenues, which are so powerful, but I feel like sometimes I get sidetracked with the numbers, and like, oh, how many views can I get? Like, what if I do a video that's more pop culture-esque? So that's something that I've been working on, um, and then I've also gotten more into meditation, and wow, oh, one, one result and then I'll wrap it up because I don't want to make this a run-on thing, but um, uh, meditating, I've had much more vivid dreams more recently the more consistently I've done it, and that's really interesting. Um, and yeah, but yeah, that's it. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Sweet. And uh, do you want to just tell people uh, what your YouTube channel is? And we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, yes, it's Alina Alive. Um, it's youtube.com slash Alina Alive. And I'll, I'll put a link in the, yeah, in the um, group chat. Cool, cool. Awesome. Sweet. Well, uh, yeah, welcome back, and, and definitely as we keep going, you know, we can totally brainstorm some more on uh, just, like, again, how to be able to, like, create conscious media that's going to, like, reach that audience and how to use the website to be able to help leverage uh, what it is that we're creating. And, and I will just take a moment here to actually um, just... Uh, Go over some of the uh, some of the recent successes that we've actually had within the uh, content being created through the Paradigm Shift community, and uh, I just want to give a, a special shout out to to Michelle. And uh, Michelle is a uh, very very um, experienced in terms of like creating blog posts. She does been, she's been doing it like prior to the project, and uh, you know she does it through her own website, Michelle Infinity or uh, InfiniteEverything.net. And um, so she's been able to relay uh, some content that she's creating through her platform, yet also being able to share it through the Paradigm Central platform. And uh, some of the recent ones that she actually did, because this was even going back to the admin meeting where I was just like, hey, uh, you know, Michelle or anyone else, like if you guys want to create a, uh, a an entry related to the new related to the full moon coming up. Please feel free to do that. And Michelle uh, jumped on that opportunity, and uh, she 
Hold on, I just got to make sure that my computer's not... You'll hear me okay, I presume? Yeah, it's coming through okay. Um, so, yeah, the uh, some of the recent entries that Michelle has actually contributed um, was one about, like, hearing the call of the Capricorn full moon and uh, being able to, like, create through compassion. And um, another one that she created uh, related to honoring the rage of the heart. And um, through the website... It's been a good example of what the website is actually able to accomplish, and um, the numbers, um, I'm just like, my browser's kind of slow, so I can't pull them up right this second, but the entry that she had related to the full moon, like, that was something that we put out there, and obviously with full moon articles, they always sort of, like, pick up that additional wave of shares, and people sort of like to be able to read about that content at that time, and uh, the one about the, the full moon, um, at this point, probably has, like, close to, like, 700 unique page views, so that's, like, 700 potential people who have read the article. And then uh, the additional one that she had about um, honoring the rage of the heart uh, at this point is like over 200 um, within the uh, website as well. Um, okay, so I don't want to like crash in the background. Can you guys, can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can hear I just you. Gotta, yeah, because like my stuff is like freezing, even though I know it's not frozen. But I just got to make sure I don't crash anything here. Um, so again, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Michelle. And again, you know, like using how those have been working as an example of how anyone can be able to create their own, be it quest journals or conscious articles, to be able to help leverage their platform. So, so Michelle's like creating um, with her Capricorn full moon. She creates like an article. Yet within the article, she also links in uh, one of her videos uh, as well. So I mean, like that's one way how to do things. You can create an article surrounded around the theme of a video and uh, sort of use that to kind of leverage both of them. And uh, I also just want to give a shout out um, to Kyle even though uh, this is like stuff we were talking about previously but again Kyle in the past couple weeks has uh, put some attention into creating a few quest journals and one of the ones that he has made is probably close to like probably like over like a thousand views uh, at, at this point now and um, that was the uh, understanding the golden age of Aquarius the great awakening so um, again shout out to, to Kyle and and shout out to the whole team uh, every time that we create a quest journal and it brings people that sounds to cool. the website it's like bringing people to everyone's content, which is basically the idea is that like as one of us puts something out, it brings everyone's content into the uh, place where people can see it simply by finding the website. And of course, people find the website and then it connects them to the team and it connects them to the hangouts and it connects them to the potential of being inspired to create a paradigm shift community where they are. So that's that's how the ripple effect here works in some very real ways. So um, Michelle, Kyle, everyone else who's creating the content for the website, uh, Shout out. Good job, guys. So, go team. Um, go team. Go team. So we'll talk more about that later. And uh, again, you know, just uh, Alina, like I, I would love to be able to like help you put together some content for the website that we can include your videos into, like even doing like a small like art article around something that can embed one of your videos into it. And just to clarify, so the, the quest journals are kind of like. That's this is how you know one of the ways that you play the game. You create quest journals and you create conscious articles. It's very simple. The difference between the two is that the quest journals are more sort of practice. They're more sort of directly personal. They're more sort of free flow. They're something that when you post, they automatically go up and they can really be what you want them to be. And they're also sort of intended to be like synchronicity logs, dream journals, intentions, reflections, sharing your videos. 
the difference between those and the conscious articles is that the conscious articles are something that you want to like put a little bit more attention and intention into. So they're going to be a little bit longer. They should be, you know, almost like an essay, and they're going to be, you know, a little like probably about like five, six paragraphs in length, give or take. But you can also include videos into those. And since they go in a separate stream relative to the quest journals, uh, they can also sort of like categorize. Uh, they can be placed in a category where people are going to be able to like see them. Uh, differently as well compared to the amount of quest journals that could put, get, that get put online which is a little bit more frequent so um, we can talk more about that as we keep going along but again you know like good job guys it's awesome to see the website uh, working in that fashion and it's just going to keep bringing in more audience as we keep going so awesome stuff so that said let's keep passing the talking stick around so um, who would like to introduce do their their intro um, and their updates next hey. I'll go, I think. Go, Michelle. I think it yeah. might be fun. Okay, cool, because you, you called my name. Yeah, yeah. What do you do, people? I'm so excited. Um, so talk about the full moon first is this week. Energetically, the full moon has been really um, sparky, like intense. Uh, dude, Brendan's the epic journey, like that shit, that really got me my, I thought it was super vivid that you shared. Did you decide on purpose that that was going to be the day? Like, um, so in in relation to like us like putting Shelby down like walking across the Rainbow Bridge, yeah. see it was uh, I'll just answer this real quick. Um, it was super synchronistic. Like like that's the thing. Like I put out the intention a long time ago. I was just like you know like I hope my dog makes it to my birthday. And then as things got closer, a week before my birthday, it's just like it's nearing the end. And then at that point, it was just like if we keep him around for another week, like it's just gonna be pushing it, you know, yeah. so, like, we got to make the decision soon, and then um, we, like, tried contacting the vets, and then the, the burial place only buried on Mondays, oh and my that's when gosh. my birthday was, oh so, like, just with that alone, and the fact that, like, Monday was the first day that the vets were available, it all just lined up. Like, it couldn't have been any other day. So, I mean, yeah, it was, like, super potent, but, yeah. It was yeah. super epic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ahead, so, to, so, so to see that and to witness that, that was really like, so, you know, I mean, like, I, like, so I said on your birthday, like, you inspire me and, like, you are a motivating force for me stepping into my power, my voice and, and creating this content that is now, like, really rolling out of me, right? So it's like a team effort, right? It's like a yin-yang, you know, you build and et cetera. So I was like, wow, when I saw that that was what you were doing for your birthday was like, I mean, on a soul level, like, that's what you're doing for your birthday is like... I mean, that's, like, some epic, like, that's some, yeah, wow, right? So that was really amazing. So, but this is, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, so this full moon is really intense. So there was, like, high but low, right? That's a that's an epic experience, but there's, like, a deep, raw, visceral, like, yeah. So anyway, um, so my raw, I wrote an article about it. And you know what's cool? I wrote an article in a voice that I never get to use, which was like my warrior goddess voice. And um, one of my, uh, this guy I met in Hawaii actually said like Ma Durga, which I haven't like been able to, not that I haven't been able to embody, but like you don't get the opportunity. I had this weird thing where my phone was stolen and then I hunted the guy down and nobody would get it. Like I just took it back basically and it, and it happened and it was a miracle. And people can read that on the website. And it was awesome. So that's what I did on Monday, even though I wanted to get work done. So I, I ended up being a huntress and coming into my divine feminine power. And I've had synchronicities all week. I think that for me, the full moon 
there was two energies. There was the energy I talked about in the video where you have to do discipline and mundane tasks and the reality of the real world, which I totally think is a drag, but that's okay um, because you got to do that in order to have the foundation to build for the dream world that we want to create, that we are creating, right, as we're shifting paradigms, etc. And then the other energy was this willfulness that, like, if you are a badass, you can say no to shit. You can... You can use that tone of the voice that I just did where you get into your authority and you don't have to be like, oh, I'm a hippie and maybe it's okay and blah, blah, blah and everything's divine and, you know, we're, I think a lot of us in the New Age community overuse our spiritual language and then don't own our, like, what we really think or have boundaries or draw lines or actually get willful and create. So there's two ways to create in the universe. You can use your will or you can let things line up, like Brendan was saying, divine synchronicity, and you have to balance each polarity in order to live a balanced life. Um, so that being said, segue into what I did today, which was really awesome, balanced life and yin and yang. I do the Tao of the Conscious Mindfulness podcast. Today was an epic episode. It was so soulful and good. It was so, it was fairy energy. The guy who was um, Peter Fay, wisdom keeper extraordinaire. I have no, I had no idea. It was supposed to be Kevin, Fila, uh, Fila Flows. Miraculous synchronicity. It was totally this guy who is a writer. Um, I, I don't know if I should announce this yet, but I'm going to be a part of his pod um, doing conscious writing for the team of like traveling, you know, bikini wisdom, beautiful creative energy. Um, I really admired him. I really admired his, his wisdom, his language. I love people with intellect. I love people with creative vision. And, and he embodied all of those. So it was like, what a treat to listen to this guy. So he spoke. He honored and was reverent to my two co-hosts, to Boggy, who's on this podcast sometimes, and Ethan, um, just meeting me. And then there was a little turn of the dial, and at the end, Ethan totally gave me a reading and talked about my like wounded inner child, which was totally epic, and I did not expect. So that, but it was cool. I was open to it. So it was just a really beautiful episode. So if people want to go see that, the way of Peter Fay in YouTube. Um, and then what else? I did a thing. I think I took notes. Crazy. Uh, oh, oh, and I have an announcement. I have a shifty announcement. This is the last thing I'll say. So another synchronicity. So my trip is taking shape. So I'm going to go out west, right? Um, oh, shout out to Amanda Amethyst. Me and her are going to do a sound healing in Little Rock on the 9th of August, which is really cool. So talk about creating sacred space there. Very cool. Um, so if anybody is in Little Rock, get in touch with me. Um, so that came together today. I'm meeting all these stops along the way. Colby Devane, who runs the Paradigm Shift Central, yeah, Tallahassee and St. Augustine, actually moved to South Carolina. So he asked me, by seeing one of these podcasts, if I wanted to take on those pages. I said, I'm moving out west as well, but I am going to. So now I'm going to have my own two pages of the thing. But what I want to, to announce is that if anybody is in northern Florida or central Florida or somewhere in Florida and they want to run those pages or they are wanting to create conscious community, let me know, and we will put you in touch so you guys can be in charge of the pages. But that's going to be interesting, so it'll be my first time, ironically, as I'm leaving Florida to take on a paradigm shift central thing. Um, but to help him watch the pages, he is move He lives in a treehouse community, permaculture community in Seneca, South Carolina, which he won't be there while I'm passing through. But now I'm going to go and perhaps experience woofing for the first time, which I haven't done. Um, so I'll be at like a permaculture treehouse, but it's a it's a stop along the way. And then I might go to, so it's like Atlanta, South Carolina, Asheville, and then across to Little Rock. And then 
if anybody's in Oklahoma, I got to drive through there. I don't know anyone in Oklahoma, but if we have conscious people in Oklahoma, hit me up. Um, or tree houses in Oklahoma. If not, I'll probably just be camping and then over to Taos, New Mexico, and then we'll see what happens from there. So that is my announcements and my love for this um, awesome day and broadcast and happy everything. Happy full moon week. Yeah, that's it. Happy full moon week and congratulations. Full moon. It's full ish kind of right now. We're at like 96% on the other end of it. So 96% give or take. Yeah, yeah. Counts. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, thanks, Michelle. That's uh, some awesome updates. And again, for anybody interested, you can find Michelle's links in the show notes, but also just go directly to michelleinfinity.net as well. And um, yeah, again, you know, looking forward to, to more more content being able to that you're putting out that we're able to share um you're it's cool again right like as you continue to put things out you begin to develop a relationship with your audience which i think is really important right like as people read one of your articles and then they see another one come out they're just like ooh like i enjoyed the last one i'm definitely going to check this one out right so it's really cool and um you do a great job of it so thanks again michelle hey michelle Holding that momentum <laughs> Well, Momentum is really powerful, man. Wow, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, Michelle, what was the name of the the, the Dow the Dow podcast? <laughs> it's so funny that I choked on that. That's so interesting. Um, the uh, it's called the Way of Conscious Mindfulness, okay. and you can look that up on Facebook. And then we post the. Um, is it a, the, is it a podcast on iTunes? It's on YouTube, actually. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, like I, I got to talk to Paul a little bit about that just to be able to help promote it um, a little bit more because, again, you guys are putting out some great content and uh, we want to be able to help like more people see it. Um, that's like Yeah, a common... it should be easy enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, if you guys look up the way of conscious mindfulness on Facebook, uh, you can find that and, and I'll link that in within our chat and on the team live chat as well. But um, this is just a quick note that I just want to put out there for any of the conscious media creators because I think this is like a common thing that is easily overlooked. When it comes to conscious media content, when it comes to any media content, some of the one of the best things that I can recommend, and this is still something that I'm like getting into and getting better at, is the idea of doing like 20% creation and 80% promotion. So a lot of times people do it the other way around. They'll do like 80% creation and then 20% promotion and then like It'll barely see. anyone sees it, right? <laughs> yeah. So I mean like we really have to look at this from, again, that perspective of being ambassadors for the messages that we're carrying. So we can put in, we can create like something super awesome and put our heart into it and then we'll like share it once and then we're just like, oh, dang, you know, like it didn't go viral or something like that. Like, so you literally have to like go back to it and, and keep and keep like finding new places to share it. And, and again, you know, like that's kind of why um, what the website, the Paradigm Shift Central website is kind of created to be able to help with that because if you're creating a YouTube video, it's it's known that YouTube videos shared directly through Facebook don't get as much reach. But if you share like a website that has the YouTube video linked into it, 
it will get more reach. So like that's why we want to be able to, instead of just sharing YouTube videos, we'll share a link to the website which has your video within like a conscious article or a quest journal as well. So it's kind of like, again, you know, like using uh, creative ways to sort of get around the incredibly unfair algorithms that Facebook has these days. So um, again, you know, like 20% creation, 80% promotion. Think about that. I completely, and, I completely yeah, agree. I will, can you hear me okay, by the way? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah? Okay, I wanted, just something that I wanted to add, I completely agree, and a lot of the things that, you know, that we're completely surrounded by, all of, you know, the advertising and all of those things, they have massive corporations behind them pushing that because they have a profit. But, I mean, for my own, you know, my own path with food and nutrition, they don't have corporations, you know, vegetables don't have that, and that's why I feel like some, some people will ask me, they're like, you're videos feel like, you know, advertising sometimes, but I do that and I really, I completely agree with that, that we, they need voices, our ideas need voices to push and to advertise, like, to market to people. Um, but yeah, I love yeah. that. And you do a great job with that, Alina. I happen to see your channel, it's got like, th like thousands of hits, right? You have like mad subscribers. <laughs> oh, well, no, I mean, I just, I, I just made like um, a thousand subscribers and a lot of them, a lot of the uh, momentum started when I started doing like hair videos because there's a really big sort of subculture of natural hair. But through that, the people that stayed were people that they saw my other videos and they're like, oh, "Okay, I'll continue on." But thank you very much, and I congratulations to you too. Like you said, you were building momentum. That is so, oh, that's so beautiful. Like, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, it feels good when we're in alignment. And you know what I wanted to say? Not so much to you, but like when you were saying about the moment, when I first said the, when you first gave me the compliment, I said momentum, there was a voice in my head that says, and also honor when the, you know, there's peaks and there's valleys. And we go through that as creators. So we have oh my to honor, gosh. right? So we have to honor that. So it's like a roll. So you honor that part, but don't feel bad when you, when it goes valley and then just know that it's going to go back up again. So I just so felt incredibly. Yeah, yeah, right. It's so incredible. Yeah. yeah. So glad to see you back on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> I've been so long. I'm sorry. No, don't worry. All good. Peaks and valleys, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, again, and you know, like that's like um, just the idea of people coming and going from this broadcast and from the team. Like that's that's what the, it makes us really special. Is like keeping the consistency with this project allows people to like know that it's here, get involved go off to school, go on a trip around the world, and then come back and, like, share what they've learned, knowing that this, like, space is always there and that door is always open. And then applying that same concept to creating the physical paradigm shift communities is always something to keep in mind. You know, when you have those regular open-minded discussion meditation circles once a week, people may know about them, but they just, they, they, they work every Friday or something like that. And then finally they're able to make it and then they can show up because you've kept it there sort of thing so just like hold that space through time like through space and time sort of thing so yeah I just want to mention that and again you know going back to the topic of creating conscious media that's such an important topic and it's going to be something we'll get back into and yeah you know like it's interesting because like yeah, we want to find creative ways to be able to share our, share our content to, to, to it, like to share our messages, to, to inspire people. When it comes to creating conscious media, um, one of the things that I always try to do is sort of like make, to, to try and make it uh, like educational, entertaining, and um, what was usually like um, 
uh, inspirational. So yeah, like making it like inspiration. Yeah, entertain. Uh, well, I feel like I'm like messing that up. But yeah, like educational, entertaining, and inspirational. Like if you can make something that has like those three elements into it, then like that's like really really cool. Like opposed to you know just making something that's like entertaining, because like that's like. That that can do that can that can be really really popular, but like at the end of the day, like is it gonna leave an impression on on the audience sort of thing? And then if you can make something that's like really educational but not entertaining, it's just like oh damn. So it's like finding that balance of those three, and then like out of that you get like that nice gem that's gonna allow all of the the elements to carry that information. Uh, forward, so um, yeah, let's definitely get more into that as we keep bouncing around here. Um, in the meantime, let's just keep uh, going and, and passing through. Um, Steve, did you wanna? Did you have something to say? Uh, you just got your mic open. I wasn't sure if uh, Steve, if did you wanna? Oh, sorry about that. Oh, okay, I just yeah. If you ever have anything to say, just feel free to like open your mic and we'll we'll know. But either way, that's cool. Um, okay, so let's keep uh, bouncing the the. Pass the talking stick around, and um, yeah, we do have another player, Sherman, join the game. Sherman, do you want to just check your microphone real quick? Hey guys. Hey dude, welcome to the hangout. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Cool man. Um, let me just boost up your microphone a little bit. Cool, cool dude. Welcome, welcome to the hangout. It's good to see you again, dude. Thank you. Thank you for having. Me. <laughs> Sweet. All right, Thanks so um, the space. Yes, thank you for being here. <laughs> okay, so let, let's um, keep going uh, in terms of introductions, and, and I'll, again, I'll let you guys decide who wants to introduce themselves next. So um, between Kyle, KJ, and Sherman, so whoever wants to go next, you guys. Go. I'll go. Kyle wants to go. All right, Kyle, Kyle, go ahead. And um, <laughs> Kyle told me that uh, we were. I showed up in his dream last night, and apparently there's like some story behind it. So. Looking forward to hearing more about that. But Kyle, uh, again, just tell us who you are, where you're from, and uh, you know, like how the how the shift has been unfolding, and and how you're helping shift consciousness where you are, and any other updates related to community or anything you want to share. Go ahead, brother. Welcome uh, back. Absolutely. How's it going, everybody? How you have you guys been? Awesome. How's it going, everybody? Dude, I've had a pretty cool experience in the past couple of weeks. I got to meet some Sorry, new Kyle, can you just check your microphone? Just, um, if yeah, Roger that. Yeah, cool, yeah. <clears throat> can you hear me? Is it good? Good? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I've had a pretty, uh, pretty cool last few couple of weeks, man. I wrote those... Wrote those quest journals, and then I've been con I've really been contemplating because I'm like I'm always I'm always always trying to get something done. You know, like my brain is always kind of like, oh, what can I do next? What 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 more can I do? What what's the next thing that I can do? What's uh, something more that I can write? You know. And uh, lately, I feel like the universe has been like telling me to stop pushing so hard and just allow them to come as they have been. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm sort of just doing my thing and continuing my workout and, and you know, my my daily regiment of just trying to stay connected and, but, but also trying to just enjoy being in the present moment <clears throat> and trying to just 
in, in joy from whatever it is, whether I'm at work and we are super swamped and like people are screaming at me to get food out of the window. So just be able to enjoy that moment, you know, whatever it is. So, I, and, and I think that's a very important thing, like, to be able to, like, in, you know, in, in well, being present and enjoying the moment are kind of two different things, but really, really it's sort of the same when you're trying to just be present, but you have to be zen and happy and calm. So, you know, being in those moments of really high stress that, um, and being able to just breathe and be like, the the director of all that energy and use all that crazy amounts of energy and just like put it all into order and sort it out really fast and be like, alright. Alright, it's good. It's good. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so like that's kind of what's been happening lately and I've been well and like I said, I've been thinking about what I want to write next and what the direction that's going in is instead of writing another quest journal is um, developed into maybe I could write a conscious article. So I'm like, all right, I'm thinking, I'm just trying to take some extra time and really think hard on, on what my next move is going to be and, and the paradigm shift as far as conscious media goes because I still haven't, still haven't made any super cool videos and I still haven't figured all that mess out yet. So I've got to learn some video editing techniques and video recording and uploading all that stuff, and using whatever program I got to put it all together and make a cool, you know, seamless, streamlined video and have it be semi-legit and not have to worry about, oh, you stole someone's music, you know. You can't put that song in there. So I got a lot, I got a lot to actually learn on the tech side of doing some things. <clears throat> um, aside from all that, you know, just been focusing on doing my thing and trying to focus a little bit more attention on to detail on what my next move could be. So I've kind of just been standing still. Not standing still. Still in motion. Still got a lot of energy out there um, in the works. I just got maybe, you know, maybe a little too much energy is what it was saying lately. It's like, just chill out. Just chill out. Create something. But chill. Relax. Enjoy. Enjoy being for a moment. So that's what I've been doing. Hey, and, Kyle. Um, hey, what's up? Hey, um, <clears throat> I just before I forget, I wanted to say that that was, uh, yeah, a very sort of um, Zen-like description of being in the moment, and it <clears throat> just reminded me of like people who think that meditation has something to do with sitting down. Um, like one of the biggest lessons to learn, which is something you were just alluding to, is um, you know there's no difference between sitting zazen and doing the dishes, you know, or having people yelling at you to get food out the window, and you can uh, be be present in that moment and remain focused and calm and be one. And so <clears throat> it's really a good good point to a good remember a good reminder to always keep that state of mind whether you're going into what some might consider formal meditation at every moment during your waking world, right? From the moment you stand up, sit down, lay down, everything. Yeah, you should try and always sort of be in a state of meditation, I feel like. 
should always be trying to ground center and be in that in that moment of sort of like alpha brainwave instead of alluding to like the betas and getting involved in all the crazy anxieties you know right. and trying to just like breathe and be I mean, calm and like carrying and that kind of energy with you is, is very important if people recognize yeah. that and they're like wow that's you know like that's that guy yeah. you know what I mean like He's the one who can because get it done. Not, like, it don't matter. He'll just stand right because there. Because you're not falling prey to the, yeah. the trap of the mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like our mind is... It's like our mind is some... Well, well, we know it's an organic supercomputer, but our mind is, like, designed yeah. as a computer to where it doesn't know what it is or when it doesn't know its function unless we tell it. So if it doesn't have a prime directive, then it then we can then then we fail into that mental, you know, negative cycle. We have to be able to program it and say, hey, when this happens, to run this program. By running this program, you override all this and you stay in full operation. You know, you 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 keep that connection stable, <clears throat> and, the, and that connection yeah. being connection to source connection to the highest dimensions that we should reach for. Aho to connecting to the vibe, the, the highest dimensions. <laughs> I'm like, can't talk. <laughs> but yes. Yes to that word. Yes. That's awesome. Um, but yo, yo, Brendan, Brendan. Um, yo. The dream. Alright, so... Um, so I made a I made a potion, I made a three day potion in the midst of this full moon stuff. I made a three day potion. A dream potion. Yeah, a dream potion. It's got lavender and catmint and passion flower and valerian root all in there. You know what I mean? And I left it out in the sun. I left it outside for three days to sit in the sun and brew that way. And like I took a little sip of it each night and put more water in and keep shaking it and like. I think I had I think I had some pretty cool results. Like I think I'm gonna drink maybe half of it tonight or, or something. But I like how you're going hardcore with the dream potion. I know, right? <laughs> I'm awesome. drink out what of was the potion? Yeah, What's the well, potion made of, Kyle? Uh, lavender, passion flower, valerian root, and catmint. Is that is that some of those things that the uh, that other I forget his name, but the uh, the, the other kid that was I mean, he was really smart. Actually, I remember this now because this is when uh, yeah. Andrew, I was in the I hospital. Actually, yeah. Andrew, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that actually, yeah, that actually was. That. Yeah, I was remembering and hearing that. That's actually that's what sparked me to go out and get so many different things and put them into like teas and stuff and I was like, you know what? I was like I got down to like, the last bit. <clears throat> I got down to the Can last I... bit. What's Can I up? say something, Kyle? Yeah. You just touched a nerve in me. Because up, I remember that conversation. I was I was with you guys in that one. And uh Well, yeah, maybe I'll tell you guys later because I was with Kyle and Brendan, but 
don't let me forget that that was an important conversation for me. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I know what you're saying, KJ, and yeah, if you want to talk about it, just you can talk maybe. About it yeah, in a little bit. I just before yeah. I forget, I just wanted to say, Kyle, thanks for actually saying that. That actually just meant a lot to me. Yeah, yeah man, absolutely. You know, I I remember what we're talking about. I remember that. I think it was after everyone jumped out, and it was just us three hanging out. We were and we kept talking for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hope everything's going well, and I hope everything continues to get yeah. better. I mean, I don't know what's going on right now, but I just <coughs> um, there's just a plethora of healing coming your way. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just give a quick intro to myself since I got my mic off and try to give everybody a, a contextual understanding here. Um, so long story short about me, I guess, is that I took a hit of LSD when I was 16. It was the first drug I did and the only drug I did for two and a half years. At 18 and a half, I turned myself into the police telling them that someone stole my memory. And it happened to be my guru, who I didn't know was my guru at the time. Uh, 22 years later, uh, I did all my academic work um, up to my master's. And then I also continued to study with my guru. Every spiritual tradition, no stone left unturned, so that we can gain the knowledge we need to you know, walk in those footsteps. And... I traveled the world for the last 10 years, and uh, I was in India recently, and I got a phone call that my mom was sick, and uh, came home to help her, and we helped her, and then she got sick again, and she joined the spirit world, and, well, you know, it's funny because no matter how spiritually developed you get, like that's never going to be an easy reflection. You got to be real, real clear. You got to be real, real on on point to uh, to figure out the meaning of life and death. And so, you know, I met Brand uh, Brendan like long time ago uh, through uh, when I was coming back from South America, and I was had been saved by Eckhart Tolle in different ways, and I, I was really deep, and I still am deep into geom uh, sacred geometry, but he was having Charles Gilchrist on his show, and I ended up coming across him that way, and uh, I've always respected him and everything that he's done, and I guess I've just grown to a certain point where I'm ready to come back and uh, to do some work. I had actually was in the middle of starting my podcast and my website, and everything when I guess I sort of got other things on my plate that I had to deal with but I am getting back into it and just being in this hangout again and just uh, being able to connect means a lot so I'm really stoked that you know honestly I'm, I'm stoked for you Brendan that that you've been doing so well on this path and that everything is unfolding in this way for you you are a very good light in this world brother Thank you, man. Okay, no problem. I'm done. I'm done. Dude, thank you for sharing, like, just everything. And, yeah, like, I know the last, like, month has been very, very, like, expanding 
you know, like I, I can use the word challenging, I can use the word sad, I can use the word happy, but ultimately it's expanding is, is to me. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like I, I know like you don't even need me to tell you this, but like through through your experiences, like it's a, like allowed you to like tap into like a deeper part of yourself and like allowed you to connect with like more of your higher self. Um, yeah. It's forced me to, you know? Yeah. It's forced me to. Yeah. I, I've never been, I've never been, you know, I've never been forced on the spiritual path. It was always my, my choice. And, uh, but this is one of those experiences where I think even if you're not a spiritual person, you know, you, you have to, you have to stop and, and reflect for a moment. Uh, I mean, it, it's so clear that this is one of the most fundamental experiences. You know, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, I was watching the Dalai Lama the other day. I think he said it really well. He's like, look, man, if you got a fucking, you know, a date, are you going to prepare for it? If you've got something to do, are you going to go in there with no notes or just like not even knowing what you're supposed to do or talk about? Like, no, you prepare for things that you know are going to happen if you want to do them well. You practice so that you can do it well. So what's the one thing everybody's going to do, die, that nobody gives a fuck about? Die. So it's like wake up practice it, spend your whole life. It doesn't mean you have to be a monk sitting in a cave in the Himalayan mountains, right? It just means you have to be like, like kind of what Kyle was referring to a moment ago, like trying to be conscious in every moment, present in every moment, wherever you're going, you know, like, and also what Steve was talking about a second ago, Stephen, uh, sorry, I, Stephen, right? Did I say Stephen? I uh, was talking about the scooter, yeah, and then helping that lady and that, that seva, right, that service in that moment and that giving, that compassion. So it's like... I don't know. I, I realize that like the only thing that's going to make me happy now is giving back to the world spiritually, which is going to help me in a certain way as well. And I got to be honest, Brendan, if it wasn't for you, I don't know if I'd ever get off my ass and begin because you inspire me, brother. Thank you, man. And I know, like you, we've been, I like we haven't had like you've been messaging me and stuff like that. And and yeah, like I know over the coming weeks we're gonna be able to talk some more and brainstorm because I think, I think, uh, yeah, like I can tell like you got you got a lot to share, and and I'm looking forward to being able to like assist you in doing that and collaborating. So thanks again for being here, man. It's really appreciated. Thank you. Thank you to everyone, Divine. Awesome, sweet man, sweet. I just want to say props to all the open-heartedness that y'all just gave. So, I just want to just be like you, like 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 bravery and and open-heartedness. And I just want to honor you for your expression. So, KJ, I honor you for your expression. Yeah, I love the idea that like. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, KJ. Thank you, Michelle. Like, I love the idea that like, you know, like if this was a different era, these conversations like would either not be happening or they would just like be like very different or something but like what I'm referring to is like what well, kind of what Michelle just said like the bravery in like being vulnerable and, and just like having that space where it's just like you know like we know that that's okay we don't have to hide from it we don't have to feel ashamed for for being vulnerable and and it allows us to 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 step into that vulnerability like with bravery again knowing that it's a part of our expansion so i mean like through my own experience with the passing of my dog like through everyone's experience just like in learning to let go in whatever way 
like look at that as an opportunity for you to step into more bravery to for you to like fall in love with like the mystery of the unknown if that's something that feels appropriate to you because I mean like again you know like letting go isn't just about like death sometimes letting go is about like a scenario or a way of life or a location or a job or something but for me it's just like knowing that there is that joy in the mystery of the unknown and knowing that like this is like the universe like you know it goes back to the idea that the universe isn't here just to make you happy it's here to evolve your consciousness and if you can fall in love with that idea it allows you to just like fully be present in whatever it is you're experiencing and to like honor yourself in that experience yeah um, someone, Kyle did you have your mic open? I'll pass it back to you anyways so, and yeah, shout out to everyone. You guys are awesome. Yeah, man. Um, I just wanted to bring it back and go to the dream, the dream stuff. Um, man, um, I had a really, really lucid dream, and it was very, very intro, like tutorial style. You know what I mean? And um, it was like this is it was like remember remember back when you were I don't know, dude. It, it was just very reminiscent of like something I was used to very much because I think it made me remember that when I was younger, I used to I used to vivid like lucid dream like that all the time or something. And I I, I have remember like I have memories of that now. Right? It's really crazy. So I was in the dream space, just sort of there existing. It was in this dream space, and then it all just changed. It, it all just changed. Like Everything became much more clear, and everything became much more solid, and you had an actual sense of awareness of physical objects around you. You were like, it was like, boom, like I landed in, like... Like, I, I landed in, man, and it was like, you land in, and it was like, all right, you've established base connection, you're fully lucid now, you're now in the experience, like, upload complete, you know, and it was like, all right, so this is what it is, and I was like, walking around, I was like, this is lucidity, this is what it is to be lucid in a dream, and I was walking around, I was picking stuff up, and then, and then I looked up, and and it was almost like I crawled through a vent, but I just sort of reached up and was like, oh, yeah, like I remembered something. And I reached up and just sort of used my hands to open that fabric, and I climbed through it and just climbed right out of that space I was in. I was just like in a building, like in a, like a shopping mall or something or some kind of store. Maybe I was in, like, the Newark Natural Foods. But I literally, I just reached up and I was like, boom, and just pulled back to the reality. And just went, and it was like, through the cosmos. And I was, and, you know, I just went to other worlds and other places. All these places were familiar. All these places I've been to before. It was like, oh, wow. It was like being completely profound by the, remembrance of something that 
you once, you, you once, you know, like you've been there so many times, and everyone knows you. But you're like, wait, what? Who are you? When? When did we meet? Oh yeah, yeah. One of those things, like unlock twos, like oh man, you know, you're totally bewildered, but you've always known. It was like just very, very streamlined, very intense. It was very awesome. But um, that's aside from the dream that I saw you in, because that was like part of the the lucid part. It was like after I pulled through the fabric of reality and came through that that motion, you know, of like interdimensional void space, and you crawl into like this new reality and. Dude, we were like in a vehicle or on some kind of carnival ride, and you were lighting fireworks. You were lighting fireworks, like I don't know, because you know it was like a celebration, you know, like your birthday. Because this was this morning. This this dream was this morning. So we're like on this carnival ride or vehicle. it didn't really feel like a carnival ride, but it felt like sitting on like, in like a. It felt like sitting in a roller coaster, although it was a vehicle and we were going somewhere. I was like, dude, you just gotta see this. Like, let me show you. And I was like, I can listen controls, and you were just lighting fireworks, but there was a sense of it doesn't matter because like you could light fireworks, you could throw them, and just you know, like it doesn't matter. But we were in this vehicle, and I was like, check this out. And I was messing with some controls, and we just went, like, through deep space or something. I don't know. But, yeah, that that was... Sounds about right. Super awesome. Dude, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. Like, that's, like, that's like a good experience to have have logged in your your memory banks now, especially since you've like able to experience that so viscerally. So that's cool. Yeah, it was it was very, very awesome. I was like, I can't wait to like telegrammed in this stream. It was so awesome. Were we flying <laughs> like, through space or was yeah, it like on the ground? No, it was definitely through it, but it wasn't like outer space, like out there space. You know, it was like it was between dimensions. It was like I was showing you the void part of everything. The, the between, you know, here and here, that little thin veil. It's like we were in a craft. Dude, we were like going through like a Stargate then. Yeah, something like that. We were like, yeah, we were in between, basically. We were in the craft moving through the portal. And that wouldn't make sense because I've been watching a lot of these videos on yeah, portals and portals and UFOs. <laughs> yeah, portals and UFOs. So it's like it would make sense for us to be like driving around. And I've always had a very strong sense of pilot, you know, like. But that, but that's because you know the Macaba and and us, you know, we are the pilot, the pilot and the architect, and all these different things. The one, like the one that's in control of of building and in motion. Building disassembly and in motion, kind of like what was it? There's three things here. Oh, oh, creation, destruction, and um, 
perception. Without those three things, you could not have an existence of any kind. Uh, any um, kind you mean creation, preservance, destruction, yeah? yeah well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's Brahman, Vishnu, Shiva. But perception is, I guess, preservance. That's just something I made up, dude, but perception is. <laughs> Because as but you perceive, you're pretty came, you record pretty close it, and as you perceive, you Yeah, dude, look at that. As <laughs> <laughs> a wisdom's eternal, right? As it comes up out of pure experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's where I get my. That's where I get my goods from. One place. Wow. What? Your finger? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> your your ceiling fan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were pointing to your yeah. ceiling fan. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So what I was meaning, perception and preservation are, are pretty much the same thing, because as you perceive it, you're being preserved. You're actually containing that and preserving it's, it's interesting. I, I can see what you're, you're saying. I can see the link that you're making. Yeah, man. Sweet. Like in other words, it's the idea of like a perceiver that that the right there's perceiver, the perceived, and the and the activity of perception, and and that and that functioning would necessarily be a preservance, right? Because there yeah. has to be an observer. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't collapse the wave function. Mm, say say more about that. Oh, uh, that's that goes to Schrodinger's cat. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 But like, oh, I like what you just said. But I'm just curious. Like, what would what would it be like if we? That's the combination of of lay of wave light as wave and particle, right? Yeah. Well, that's and that also goes back to CERN and the and the giant LRC, you know, LHC, the large Hadron. Oh, the halide, the the collider. Yeah. Yeah, that goes all the way back. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's interesting. It's so so interesting. Yeah, man. Um, that go- that's basically on a quantum level when particles are that small, and they use a photon of light as the example. Um, and the whole thing. If anyone doesn't know what Schrödinger's cat is, Schrödinger's cat is this theory. Schrödinger's. It's called Schrödinger's cat. There's actually made up by another mathematician. Um, and Schrodinger was the guy who was like, that's such a completely absurd analogy that he did not like it. So that everyone called it Schrodinger's cat, I guess kind of like as a joke or whatever. But um, basically, when a particle is at that kind of subatomic level, um, like one photon of light, all right, you can take photons and shoot them at a like um something it wouldn't be able to go through but you have two slots like a solid object but you have two slots cut into it you know vertically like this and then you shoot the shoot these particles at it and what they've observed is that particles of light and photons will act as a wave and spread out and create a spread out pattern behind it as opposed to if you were to shoot you know like pinballs through it and observe these pinballs and you would be able to see that you know there would be two large impact zones behind this 
target that you're aiming projectiles through. And we can see that the light particle behaves much differently, even though it is still technically a solid object. It is behaving as a wave. And this goes to the fact that you can't, you won't be able to see it behaving as a wave. But we can see light acting as a wave because it is. It travels in a wave formation. And though the particle of light being a photon can be a physical object, it's so small and it's technically, you know, like something different than matter. So it's behaving as a wave because it is a frequency and it, it vibrates on that, that kind of level. So Schrodinger's cat was the analogy that um, if you put a cat into a box and you put a piece of, you know, like something radioactive inside of it and then you have your meter that reads the radioactive decay, a little bit of poison attached to a hammer. Now, the hammer is attached to the, uh, to the device that reads radioactive decay. So when, and, and then you put all this into a box and then you put a cat inside the box and you seal the box. Now, that cat is existing in two different states of being simultaneously. That's called a quantum state of superposition. It is a quantum phenomenon. That is, um, actually, they recreated and made light. Be they, made, they actually took light and stuck it into a state of quantum superposition. I'll try and find a link for that. But basically, what, what they're saying is, this is the analogy. The cat inside the box is alive and it is dead at the same time because of the fact that what's happening inside the box is not observable. It's blocked to us. So by being inobservable, it is in a state of a wave function because we cannot observe it. We cannot make the final you know, decision on what, what is happening. So it's in a state of both, quote-unquote, a, a quantum state of superposition. Um, that's being alive and dead at the same time. Yeah. So now on a particle level, that's a particle like an electron or something behaving as a neutron and a proton at the same time. You know, so that's that's the... the you know, yeah, like that, that concept the of... Um, that concept of like Schrodinger's cat and stuff like that. Um, I, I'll, I'll say something on that just to sort of like parallel it to another thing. Um, Steven, did you want to jump in? If, uh, yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering if that came from the double slit experiment. Yeah, Does yeah. There's, there, it's yeah. he's talking about two two experiments, I think. What is is the double slit experiment different than the Schrodinger cat one? Uh, it's based on the no, same the double concept. Slit of, the double slit experiment is explaining is, why the Schrodinger's cat is a thing. Explaining right. why right. Schrodinger's yeah, cat is used as an analogy. It's, yeah. it's not, they didn't actually put all these things into a box. You know, like that's just the I joke. gotcha. Like I gotcha. an analogy. Right. It's yeah. an analogy that a different scientist Schrodinger's cat is a thought experiment, and the double yeah. slit experiment is the, is the, what the, the, the light yeah. photon, or the wave photon thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people, again, you know, for some people this is going to be new, so I mean, it's always good to go back to it. For a lot of people, they're going to remember this from the movie What the Bleep Do We Know, which was like a big awakening movie for a lot of people that came out in like 2006. Right. I was just going to say, for, for me, um, this concept, and then we'll pass it around some more and get some more introductions since we do have a few new players here. Um, 
for me, this concept of like again, you know, like something being both one thing and another thing before the observer observes it. I sort of use this to expand my understanding of how things like tarot readings work, and even how things like quanta, like fortune cookies work. Work. I, I always thought this idea that of like, like thinking of it as like a quantum fortune cookie, where like until you actually crack it open and look inside, like the paper is blank. Yeah, like it's it's neither one. Thing or another, and therefore it allows it to be exactly the the fortune that you are meant to receive. It's sort of like this blank canvas, and then the universe allows it to like put in a message to it. In the same way, like with the tarot card, as long as you don't have the faces facing up and you can't see it, every card is like the same card until you pull the one. And then within that like infinite probability, it allows like the universe to sort of get a message through. And and then kind of even in the same way, like you can get into more of the hyperdelic idea of how consciousness works and you can even observe this within the dream state of like how it literally seems that our thoughts are creating reality and then within a dream space and and even within this dream space within this reality you can get into this idea that if you're like walking down the street and there's a corner it, until you walk around the corner like it's almost as if like that reality hasn't been rendered like it hasn't been collapsed it's almost like a video game like it hasn't like materialized that aspect of it because it doesn't need to until someone observes it sort of thing so I mean and then again this goes back into the idea of like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it does it make a sound it's just like if a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to observe it is it even materialized at all sort of thing but then it's just like but what what counts as an observation is it just the human consciousness or is everything an observer you know like are every single atoms like mini cameras that observe within this reality and then like at what point does it decide whose level of observation is collapsing the wave you know like is there an observer inside the box from a quantum level of the idea that every single atom is a black hole and every single atom is like a camera or an eyeball for consciousness to see itself through so you can sort of get into like some interesting ideas but again just bringing it back to um, for me it really helps me understand why tarot card works the way it does and why fortune cookies potentially work the way it does but again you know think for yourself kind of thing so um, that's what I thought um, that's I'll just really open cool. it up if anybody, yeah, if that makes that's, sense. That's a good link, actually. Why does it make tarot cards work? Because your consciousness so, is reflecting, like, what? It's, it, okay, so, I mean, like, if I have, where's my tarot deck? My tarot deck's right here. I have one. Everybody get their tarot decks ready. <laughs> so, um, so I, again... So, I mean, it's just, like, in this... And we, we'll do a tarot card reading later in the show, too. So, again, you know, like, within the tarot card reading, like, I don't... I'm not looking at behind these. I'm only seeing the front. And, therefore, if I'm, like, shuffling them, mm -hmm. it allows the idea that, like, since I haven't looked at them yet, every single card within this deck is, like, infinite, is, like, whatever card it needs to be. And then, like, within this idea of me just, like, going like that... And taking that, like, that allows the universe to turn this card into whatever card it needs to be. Oh, uh, yeah, I totally thought that before. So, totally, yeah, it's totally, like totally. the way how the universe gets messages to us at the right time, at I the right so place. I think so, too. Totally. Of, I think so. that's... I got, look, I got the High Priestess, which is called the Seeker, and I got the Eight of Bowls, which is about the journey of two beings that are for love, like, to the great cosmic love. Cute. You know what I mean? Cute. <laughs> super like cute. Super cute medicine woman tarot deck. Yeah. I didn't look at the card. So. You didn't look at the card? No. <laughs> You're lame. It's Hopefully we'll draw it later. I don't want to spoil it. Sorry. Um, cool, cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the quantum stuff is a really uh, important thing to understand just, like, in terms of how this reality works. And for me, like, it goes right back into the idea of, like, dream exploration and multidimensional beings and our multidimensional being within this nature. All our multidimensional nature within this reality as multidimensional beings. <laughs> it's so multidimensional. Um, okay, so let's... Um, Kyle, is there anything else that you just want to hit upon? I know... Okay, it's, it's 11... Hold on, it's 11.11 right now. So before... Even go any further, let's just all like sink into a moment of breath. So like okay. it's eleven eleven on our clock at least. So okay. and again, just reminding everyone that you can use the eleven eleven just as an idea as like a gate to walk through. So whenever you see eleven eleven approaching or you catch eleven eleven, use that as an opportunity to reflect on the idea of what do you want to walk through that gate carrying? Because whatever you're carrying is gonna like amplify as you walk through it. So Let's just go into our breath just for a moment here and just reflect on your inside what you want to carry through this gate with you. So, so gentle inhales. And just take a couple breaths here. Again, whatever you want to carry through with you. One more good breath. Cool. And then just gently bring yourself back. Cool. Awesome. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, that's a little micro practice that, you know, I always encourage people to work in. No, so. that's super legit, though. It's yeah. like, that right there is oh another thing that's been big for me lately is like follow the synchronicity and that's follow like well how do you do mm. that mm. you know like mm. that's something I want to throw into a conscious article or question it's like following the synchronicity follow the synchronicities and follow the deja vu but how can you do that because it mm. doesn't happen until you're in Did the you? now right you do that by connecting to your future self through massive Jedi tree. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, okay. The big thing is follow the synchronicity and the realizing light. those geometric patterns and gateways to go through. I yeah, I totally, totally agree with you, Kyle. You know, Socrates, th this is the idea of daimons, which is <clears throat> in the English language is similar to a, gui a guiding angel or a what do they call it, uh, an angel that guides you, a uh, guiding angel or whatever. <clears throat> so the daimon so is, is basically like an archangel almost. So the daimon is a spirit that Socrates often talked about as uh, it would only come to him and tell him what not to do if he was about to do something. So that he follows the synchronicity, but if he's ever about to make a wrong turn, the daimon will say no, and then he'll go. He'll go a different direction. So it's so. I'll point, so getting back to sort of linking that to what you just said is the idea of intuition, right? Inner intuition, being in that state of presentness, right? So that you are not clouded by judgments of the mind that are based upon false beliefs, right? So that. So that you're able to read those those uh, I, I call them signposts, 
But same same idea for you, right? Like follow the synchronicity, right? Follow the deja vu, right? Those those are signposts for us at all times to guide us on that spiritual path. <clears throat> and it's only when we become sleepy, like with our you know third eye, or or you know we we get off track and we and we start to lose sight of those synchronistic moments, right? So we 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 stop following them. Yeah. I was yeah. That's that was going to be my next thing. Was like, you know, like following those synchronicities and, and the deja vu's. It's like, well, your third eye might get tired because it itself, like another organ, is like a muscle. <laughs> yeah. It might get tired. Yeah. Yeah. You're going too hard, bro. You're going too hard, my man. You know. That's, so it's like you have to yeah. be able to like take a breath. And rebalance, but still be able to see and focus. You should, by that point, you should be in tune enough to like, visually see. Mm -hmm. I guess you know it's just like that thing that you put that you put there to remind you. And another big thing that's a part of upcoming quest journals and videos and conscious media, papow, is um this um this whole thing with the shift and the infinite amounts of adjacent realities to us, you know, like, I've had this idea since I was a very young boy, and now I'm watching videos on physicists and mathematicians who are calculating on quantum computers, you know, how to access that, you know, in the physical world. I'm like, huh, you know, like, that's something that I've always, like, been able to do or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. And then they were actually getting into, they were like, we've got this down to the point where we know that human beings create antimatter. They're creating and, and storing antimatter in giant colliders, but we as human beings do that. We create antimatter. And scientists now know how much energy it takes before human beings go completely berserk, you know? It's in that video I sent you that I'm going to relink here in a minute. Um, but for me, it goes to following these synchronicities and going through these different gateways to these different dimensions and through these different worlds. It's almost like, you know, like like a big Rubik's Cube sort of moving around you. And you're the like, ch -ch 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 -ch, and now you're up here over in this corner. And you're like, all right, from initial start point to here, things are a lot better. Okay, let's keep going this way. As you build your reality, you systematically move through reality. You got to be able to be strong enough to like see that, see those gateways, know where you're going, and move through them. I mean, you're going through different physical realities, though. Like literally, sort of like hopping bodies. It's like, it's like when you know, like. When you've done what you have to here, it's like you zip over here, and it's like as long as that's the next progressive stage of dimensional aspect, that's where you want to go. Don't go backwards. That, I mean, that's kind of the thing. You have to keep working on that until eventually all your downswings are still in the positive as you go from end to end on your spiral out. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how in-depth the uh, multidimensional sort of traveling thing I was talking about. Yeah, there's don't definitely I, more to hit there's upon a there. Thing, yeah, that's like... Um, 
there's a lot of mathematics and stuff involved in that too, but you don't really need that. Your brain does it for you. Yeah, I just want to hit on um, just a couple things real quick, and then let's just keep passing around the circle um, just so we can get everyone to uh, be able to add their voice in here. Um, yeah, man. Sorry. Was, oh, no, no, it's good, man. Um, I liked what you were t hitting upon there, like the idea of like physical fatigue using the third eye and recognizing it as an actual organ. Um, we sort of overlook that idea, and, and it is something to sort of keep in mind. You know, a lot of people are just like, be like, yeah, like open your third eye, activate it, and things like that. But like, if you actually do that too much, like you can like strain yourself, sort of thing. Well, yeah, so, I mean, man, like, there's, I, there's an actual, some, I'll, there's a practical I'll say information. I'll one more there. thing, and then I'm done so everyone else can get in here. Um, it's just like working out, dude. If you do 500 push-ups a day and you do that for five days, at the end of that five days, you can't do 500 push-ups. You, like, your body will literally shut down on you. Like I've seen men do it. I've seen other men go through it, you know, getting smoked to the point of muscle failure. Your body will shut itself down and you will not move. And um, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how much you want to, you know, that is a thing. Um, our spirit body acts the same way, you know, like, our aura can take a lot of, like, stress and damage, you know, like, but we should be very mindful to put it through as less as we, as less as we can, and, you know, like, there are certain exercises we can do to strengthen our energy body that surrounds us, but in the same sense, like, you know, like, you have to, and, and, the third eye, the pineal gland, the pineal gland, the, move, the more you activate it and the more you use it and the more you think in different ways and the more your, your pineal gland is, is pinging for the universe, you know, and it rate and it busts away its calcification and all that shit, like, it's sort of working out and throbbing too, you know, like it's making minute movements inside your head and that is something, that is an organ that emits a frequency and it's got a rest, so its frequency gets really, really, really intense, and then you have all this crazy energy, and you have all these tendrils that you can tap in and link to, and it's like, and you use that, and you work it out, and you use that, and you work it out, and then your, your pineal gland is like, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, all right, dude, this is like really, like a lot in excessive, and it's like, all right, then the tendrils start, start reverting, you know, and you know, you'll you'll notice. You'll be like, "Oh man, I feel off mm -hmm. today." Like, well, that's because you need to take a break. You need to like go eat some fruit and vegetables and stuff. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Air. Yeah. That there's there's a lot there's a lot to there. Um, I think there would be like a good article on that on just like yeah like like sort of um avoiding physical fatigue of the third eye or something like that. Avo yeah. Avoiding third eye fatigue. Like, you know, I'm just trying to think of, like, what could be, like, a, a, a good title for a conscious article there or something like that. So, I mean, there could be there could be something there. And, again, you know, like, I really... We'll work on with, that. Yeah, so, I mean, with any of the content that we're putting out there, you know, just a reminder for everyone is that if we can bring it back to the practical, I, I, I really want to be able to do that as much as we can, you know, opposed to just creating something that's just, like, really cool ideas, like, it sounds super awesome, but it's just, like, how do we integrate that, you know, like, how do we, in, like, bring that into our day-to-day -day lives, and finding a way to do that, I think it's really useful, so, um, yeah, and there, uh, there's stuff I was going to say about, like, the multidimensional stuff, like, the idea that, like, you know, in every single moment, it's, like, 
we're always like going through multi-dimension. We're always like going through like a million different uh, like slices of reality at every single moment, and we're always kind of like shifting into new dimensions at every single moment. Um, but we can talk about that later. I know I mentioned it before, like the idea of like the Mandela effect. Um, we can we, let's save that closer to the end uh, if we want to talk about that, because I know it was something okay. I talked about in like the live broadcast. But it, we'll save that just as like something fun. <laughs> To talk about, um, but yeah, I think it's pretty pretty interesting because it gets into like the multi-dimensional aspects of reality and and parallel realities and whether or not stuff is what it always seems to be. So, um, so let's uh, let's keep uh, bouncing things around. Um, I just wanted to say though, KJ, you had your mic open a little bit earlier. Um, did you want to? If you're no, did you wanna... that's okay. It was a mistake, probably. Okay. All right. No worries. Um, okay. Cool. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's keep passing the the talking stick around again in terms of introductions, but at the same time we'll just like make room for just like any free flow conversation as well. Um, and we did have another player, uh, Jenna, uh, has joined the game as well. So welcome, Jenna. Welcome. Uh, did you just want to unmute your microphone and just do an audio check real quick? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, sounds perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, so yeah, so we have Jenna and uh, Michael Pratt is in the game, and Michael's been in here before, and again, Sherman's still here. So between Jenna, Michael, and Sherman, um, if one of you guys just wants to do a, a, a small introduction, uh, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and uh, you know, like how how the shift has been going from your perspective, and any updates that you have to share for the team, how you've been helping shift things, how you've been helping shift paradigms. Um, Jenna, do you want to go? Sure. Uh, I'll be quick, too. Um, my name is Jenna, and I'm from Maryland, and uh, I recently have been trying to undergo a personal shift of transmutation, and just going through that experience, I started doing my own um, hangouts and chats with people, anybody that I can invite from these chats as well, and I think it's going okay. I'm taking a break from it right now to kind of uh, read and research a lot more on different things and try to put a lot more things into practice on my own level, but I think it's going okay. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks Beautiful. For <laughs> cool, alright, okay, um, we'll just keep bouncing through this then. So, uh, Sherman uh, or, or Michael, uh, if one of you guys just wants to do a quick introduction, and then we can just keep bouncing around into some crazy topics as well. Um, Sherman or Michael, who wants to Sherman, did you want to go? Uh, hey guys, can you hear me? Um, it, it's it's we we can hear you, but if you can make it louder, that's always a bonus. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can, but it, it it's can it's low. It's like muffled almost. Yeah, it's kind of muffled. So hold on. Yeah. Okay. Um, give Sherman a second here, but yeah, and then Michael can jump in as well. Um, or m unless Michael just wants to go. Or, okay, hold on. Okay, Sherman. Um, try again. Oh, no. Is this any better? That's, um... No, it's... the microphone. Whoa. <laughs> it's like... Okay, so I don't think this is going to get much better. No, no, it's okay. No, it's no, okay. it's okay now. Just as long as you want. Lower the volume a bit. Yeah, yeah, just as long as it's not, like, super inside your mouth. I think it's okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys can hear me? Um, yeah. Yeah, did we ever, is it my introduction, or are we just saying, you know, yeah. our piece? 
yeah, introduction, just like who you are, where you're from, and like how okay. the shift has been going from from your end, and any maybe any projects or any intentions that you have going into the future. Uh, all right, hi guys. My name is Sherman. Um, I am a seeker, a shifter, a uh, old school master. I don't know. Sure, <laughs> that's like, okay, now it's like extra loud, so I'm just gonna ask oh, you, just like. Okay. All right. Stay cool. Be the room or something. <laughs> okay. Like, is this tolerable? Is this cool? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so bad. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, make it brief. My name is Sherman. Try not to be extra loud. Um, I I live in Maryland. Um, the shift has totally been happening for me in a multitude of ways. Uh, it's currently you know ever changing, ever flowing, ever going, and I'm just trying to uh, ride the wave along with it. Um, intentions I'm setting out for, uh, I guess, the future would be to, uh, I don't know, help and help awaken, you know, the fellow sleepers. I guess, and that would be it. Cool, sweet man, awesome. Well, welcome back. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, okay, so this is good. We're almost through the introductions, then. So, um, Michael, do you want to do do a quick introduction? Who you are, where you're from, what's what's new and shifty on your end? Oh, certainly. Um, and, and if you can just, uh, your microphone's sometimes a little low, so I'm just going to try boosting uh, you. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, yeah, it could be louder, but yeah, just if you just speak up, I think it'll be okay. Oh, yeah, how about now? Yeah, that's okay, yeah. Okay. Um, well, my name is Michael Pratt, and um, what, just kind of like a, like a little... Oh. Did Michael just drop out? Okay, that was weird. Oh, Michael. We, I think we lost him. Team Michael Rocket got him. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, hold your, he'll be back. He's back. There he is. Okay. Whoops. We'll hold this space okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Hit a button, maybe. Yo, okay, Mike. Go, go. All right. Um, so, yeah, just... introduction. This is my name, and I like... <laughs> I like bananas and apples. Like, my name is Michael. I like turtles. I like turtles. Just like a little introduction, right? Yeah, just like who you are, where you're from, and like how either just like some of the things you're interested in or anything you feel you want to share with in terms of introduction. How you feel connected to the paradigm shift and why you are interested in it and connecting with the like-minded individuals that you have met. All, all that in less than ten words. Okay, well, yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and again, if you can like just try it. speaking up, like I, I, I'm trying oh, yeah, to just hear some manual. I guess so. Yours is always like the now? lowest microphone sometimes, so I try to adjust it. But go, go ahead. It's like, yeah, it's it's probably as good as it's gonna get. So. Okay. It's okay. Uh, how about now? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, my name is Michael Pratt, and um. Basically, I um, I'm certified in a in a range of different uh, modalities. Um, I stay in Austin, Texas. Um, the the range of different modalities is uh, I was certified in uh, as a Reiki master under the Ushe uh, system, which is probably you know, what most people are familiar with when they think of Reiki. Um, uh, 
I also am certified as an instructor in Qigong, as well as certified in uh, pranic healing. So I have these different modalities, and um, what I do, and I'm also currently um, uh, going to college and studying psychology, so it's really a range of things that I, I practice, um, as well as I've done a, like a lot of um, study in uh, Tantra and stuff like that, um, you know, kind of a Western, Eastern uh, mystery traditions. So Prana kinda... is, is life force, right? So pranic healing is like, what, breathing healing? Um, it's, it's, it can work in different ways, there are different types of prana, like there's, there's prana in, in the, um, in the, in the ground that you can absorb from the ground, which is ground prana, so that can work as far as an aid to, like, certain things within the body, and then there's, like, air prana, which you can just, you know, kind of breathe. And so, um, but yeah, so there's basically different modalities, anything really to do with energy, um, uh, that's really what a lot of my focus is, as well as practices to help, um, benefit the mind, body, and spirit, and if we can't get the spirit, then at least the mind and body, you know, so that's really kind of my, um, what I do. Cool, cool. Sweet, man. Well, awesome. Welcome back. I try to bring magic to the world in, in the most... In, 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 the, in the ways that it will appear in this world. Yes. Right. <laughs> Re reveal that, which is to in some cases. Yeah, like, like if there's something that says, you know, even in a magic book, it says, you know, this... this may sound magical but it's it's not gonna appear magical and what I do is I like try to force it to appear uh, magical because that's what I try to bring to the world is the magic bring the magic yeah. <laughs> sweet <laughs> awesome okay well Michael thank you thank you again and welcome back oh, so you're welcome. Um, Sweet, sweet, guys. Okay, so at, at this point, uh, let's just sort of take a moment to, to recap. Um, we got a, a few players, uh, we got a few shifters within the game right now, uh, within this broadcast. Everyone's in the game right now, everyone listening to this. So again, uh, we got myself, Brendan, aka Skull Babylon, we got Alina, we got Steve, we got Jenna, we got Kyle, we got Michael, we got Michelle, we got Sherman, and we got KJ. And uh, so again, moving forward, guys, I just want to be able to use this as a place to continue to practice talking about the metaphysical, the spirituality, the media, the community, the conscious evolution, anything that you guys want to continue to talk about. We're going to put a cap on this. We're going to say that we're not going to go past 1 a.m., so that gives us another 90 minutes, and we're going to end with a... Uh, we'll end with a tarot draw and a short meditation, and I'm putting out the invitation for anybody here who feels called to do uh, a short guided meditation. You guys can totally do that. It doesn't have to be me, and... Um, even with the tarot draw, I mean, I got the tarot deck, but I know uh, Michelle has one as well, and uh, so maybe uh, if she's awake uh, by then, we can... <laughs> she won't be awake by then. <laughs> well, so, so we'll do a tarot draw with whoever has the, the tarot uh, deck in I in have hand. a deck. 
Sweet, Kyle's got deck. Okay, so if Kyle wants to do it, then we can do it. So um, with that said, guys, uh, just before we uh, just like get into the the inspirational conversation, um, I know there's a few other things that we want to talk about. Um, I'll even go back and I just want to talk about um, my personal experience with when I was walking my dog across a rainbow bridge and a bit about my dream, as I was talking about earlier, uh, when I first introduced myself. Uh, before we do that, though, I just want to cover some bases and, again, just reminding people that they can go to the main ParadigmShiftCentral.com website and check out a lot of the conscious media that's being produced by members in the community and always reminding you guys to read and share the ones that inspire you and, of course, to sign up on the website to be able to create your own conscious media, to use the website as a platform. And, of course, some of the main things that you want to check out on the website are the team map, which is also the community index, and find other shifters near you. That's like one of the shift missions that you can have is to like find and connect with other shifters near you. And when you sign up for the website, that will also add you to the team map. It's something I'm, I'm manually having to update. So if you're not on the map and you've signed up yet, it's just a matter of time until we get all the information manually added. In terms of stats, we currently have over 350 people who have created profiles on the website. So congratulations, because that's like freaking awesome to see that many people interested in and, and stepping into this project and hearing the call of being that light guardian of being that conscious media creator and being a community leader as well so I'm really excited to, to know that that's like where things are at and uh, of course just checking in with the team Patreon the team crowdfunding that we have I just want to give a huge shout out to you guys because things are moving along nicely with that uh, as you know we have the regular monthly objective of going up by 100 within each month and uh, this is July 21st so nearing the end of July we're aiming towards 700 and we are currently at 652 and uh, that's 101 Patreon supporters and that's like a huge thing that is really going to continue to allow this community to evolve and of course if people want to be able to sign up for that which is highly encouraged and highly recommended and you can do that through patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton and also anywhere on the main website just scroll down to the bottom of the page or you'll see the link for the join the monthly support squad and that will link you to the Patreon and when you sign up for there the asking donations as the basic idea is that when you sign up for even like we want to get people signing up for micro donations. So rather than signing up for thirty dollars a month, if you can do that, that's totally cool. It's awesome, and we you know just like so grateful for it. But we really want to be able to like do something that's realistic for people. So what we ask of is something as little as three dollars a month or five dollars a month. And when you sign up for three dollars or five dollars, that gets you the shifter booster kit, which comes with as many shift buttons as you ask for. Again, the symbolic buttons that have the eye of Ra, the sacred geometry, and all those cool things that link people back into the main website and the real world quest items to be able to use to help connect with people where you are, to be able to plant seeds and invite them back to this real world interactive game. So that's one of the ways how you play the game is by using the quest items. It's kind of like Pokemon where you like have your Pokeballs, but here we have like our shift buttons, and then you like give shift buttons to people, you like throw them at people basically, and then you like invite them to the game, and that's like basically the exact same thing. So it's really cool to see that like Pokemon's becoming popular in terms of that real world gamification and to know that that's like what we're working with as well, when we're like, the reward that we're getting out of this is knowing the difference that we're making in other people's past, like by allowing to be mirrors, by allowing to like help them step into more of who 
they are, even if it's just by inviting them to connect with this project. And then, you know, they get involved, they come out, they sync up with these broadcasts, they end up sharing their media, and it inspires them. So it's that idea of create, inspire, evolve. That's kind of the tagline that we have for, for this community. So again, I just want to give a huge shout-out. Thank you so much to everyone signed up for the Team Patreon. And the shift buttons, uh, the, the shift buttons and the shifter booster kits, those are going out as soon as possible. They are going out on a regular basis, and they're just going to continue to go out uh, within my ability to produce them and send them out and within the funds available. One of the things that I want to mention to you guys is a little bit of like motivation towards our, our ongoing crowdfunding is that once we get up to 1,000 within the crowdfunding, we're going to have a pretty much unlimited supply of free shift buttons for people in the community. So we're going to have like a shift button pool. So people can literally go on the website and they'll be able to like say like, hey, I need like 15 shift buttons and like they won't have to pay for it and they'll go to the website and they'll click a few buttons and then we'll be able to send it to them. So it's like really, really cool in that way that through our micro contributions, it's allowing the entire community to be able to step into that place of fruition. So when we all give a little, we all get a lot. So huge shout out to everyone who, who signed up for that and much love and that is like the hack that allows this to work and again those funds also go into lots of other things related to the project. It goes into supporting the behind the scenes, it goes into supporting the promotion of your featured content and it goes to just be able to help continue this project to evolve including tech upgrades, supporting the Paradigm Shift movies, the Journey to Lucidity movies and even the Journey to the Paradigm Shift Love Tour which will be something we'll talk more about in the future as well so again much love and thank you and for everyone who's like listening to this in the future and you're listening to this and again you know you get something out of these then please sign up when you can and to support one of your favorite conscious projects out there so much love guys so um, with that said um, Again, I just want to encourage you guys to please feel free to use the website to share your quest journals. And if you do have any questions about creating your quest journals, that's what I'm here to do as well as some other people as they become familiar. Part of the way how you play this game is by learning how to create conscious media. So when you create a quest journal, I'm going to check in with you and I'm going to let you know if there's like anything that we want to tweak and help you sort of get in more of like the habit of finding out and discovering what makes a good quest journal or what makes a good conscious article. And that could be related to the format that can be related to the title, that can be related to embedding things, and you'll continue to learn it uh, as we continue to do it. And again, it's just like that idea of practice. So um, I'm really happy with how things are going. And, and again, you know, the next few months are going to be very exciting for this project, and a lot of people are taking notice of it. And I think it's really cool what we got going on here. So again, thanks for being a part of it, guys. So um, with that said, I, I just wanted to, to go back into um, what I was talking about earlier um, about my own personal experience. Um, and this is something I'm going to be making a quest journal of, uh, specifically, is like my experience uh, with uh, the passing of my dog, Shelby, uh, within this last week, which, again, you know, for those of you who tuned in early in the show, like, happened on my birthday, and that was all very synchronistic, and it was the full moon uh, as well. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to create a quest journal about that because I'm going to create, like, another video. I did post a video earlier today, and that was, like, my birthday sunrise video, and it mentioned Shelby, but I'm going to do, like, a short, like, sort of mini video that's kind of, like, a, a video of, like, Shelby's journey, a farewell to a friend kind of thing, um, personally. And that's, like, something that I'm creating as part of my healing as well, 
you know, like I, I like the idea of being able to do that, to be able to create um, a, a piece of media that sort of like reflects what that person was and being able to share it. And, and those of you who are familiar, I've actually done this before um, with our good friend Phoenix, actually. Um, uh, many of you are familiar with this, like Phoenix, who was in the conscious community. He passed um, quite a few years ago, like four, three years ago at least. And uh, I made a video, and it was just like this really cool video of like him doing a voiceover to him dancing um, with like these uh, like I, I don't know what the proper term is, but they're sort of like it's just like fabric and stuff like that, and Prayer it was really flags. beautiful. What is it, Michelle? Prayer flags. They were like flags. The flags. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, you know, like that is another example of just like that video and, and that sharing that was like something that was very healing for for other people. And now they can go back to that and just by watching that video, it like taps them into that energy of Phoenix. And even every now and then, I go back and I watch that video. And again, um, that video is on my YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon. And if you look up Transformation of Phoenix, uh, you will be able to find it. Though Phoenix is spelled differently from how you normally spell Phoenix. And um, you. Uh, you happen to just interrupt for a second. You happen to use um, a song that I was mm. listening to like nonstop at the time, and that was like a trippy. As I was like, you use that song. That's amazing. Yeah. For, like two weeks, I had been like taking control of the elements. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <so> <laughs> yes. So um, again, you know, it's really interesting when we do something like that. When we create a conscious media with someone who has passed on, like they speak through you. They literally like come through you and they're just like, here, like let me help you edit this sort of thing. And I've experienced that before, not just with Phoenix. There's there's a whole nother like I mean, you guys probably, you know, like you hear like the idea like I'm like an award winning filmmaker. The film that I made that was award winning was a film that was about death. Like it was about a person who had passed on. And so that entire experience of me editing that was a very spiritual experience. Um, it, just as a side note, for anybody interested in that, Google if I should fall or if I should fall.com for anybody interested and they can check that out. But I won't talk about it right now. Um, but basically, uh, so what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to create a quest journal about Shelby's experience and, and I'll talk about this in it. But one of the things I just wanted to share, um, again, you know, like within, within the. Um, <clears throat> Within the moment of him passing, it was a very psychedelic experience. And, and, and what I actually did, and I want to be able to share this because maybe it will just give an idea for somebody else who might be going through something similar. But basically, um, at the moment that, that it happened, I, I, I made the choice to put on music. And, and I put on the song uh, Great Spirit by Nako, Medicine for the People. And, and this was like, it was only something that I decided almost moments before it happened. And basically, like, within the moment, you know, like, we had a vet come and, and, you know, they give him the needle and they give him the injection and stuff like that. But I was, like, literally, like, hugging him during the entire time. But as I was doing it, I was approaching it as, like, a very shamanic process. You know, like, I was understanding, again, you know, like, through my own spiritual ideas and everything, that death isn't just, like, oh, you just go to sleep and that's it. It's similar to that, but it, it's also this, like transcendental experience and and you know it, it, you talk about humans with near-death experience you get into this idea of this, this release of DMT within the brain and so like I, I wanted to honor Shelby going through that moment uh, in the same way you know like it took me back to my own experience doing like five grams of sacred mushrooms um, 
which is again, you know, a video on my YouTube and available through the Patreon as an exclusive thing. But like within there, like I, I, I really wanted to be able to like hold that space for him and treat him as like a soul, treat him as like you know, like really seeing this as like his graduation, as is like a very important thing for him. And um, yeah, I was just hugging him and I was just like petting him. And one of the things that I did is that I actually had like a crystal. And this is a crystal right here, and this is a crystal that he wore around his collar for for quite a while, leading up to like his final days and stuff like that. Um, or not on within his final days, but because we had to change his collars, but he wore it for like a really long time. So this crystal was like really charged with his energy. And then um, I, I like had this crystal, and I was like, it, it's got like a keychain latch, so I had it on my hand, so I was like petting him like this, and I had it like right on his like forehead in the moment that he passed. So like within this idea, symbolic as it were. Um, what basically I did is I like I had it on his forehead so that like you get the idea of the soul leaving the body. It would kind of like go up through the third eye kind of thing. So I had this idea of like the soul kind of like going through like the crystal in some way. And again, you know, whether it was or whether it wasn't, for me that was my intention. That was the story that I was creating in that moment. And then like now, like I carry this crystal with me, and like this crystal is like encoded with the idea of like this is like connecting me to Shelby and and so like I, I wear it like on my waist I sort of like you know I don't just wear it as a necklace I can attach this to my to my belt buckle sort of thing so I can like have them like on my hip like even when I'm like walking around in the day so again you know it's very symbolic for me and as I was like leading up to the time when he was passing and stuff like that I kept putting out this intention that you know I wanted to be able to meet him in the dream space and, and not just wanted to, but like I had the intention to, and it, because I knew it was possible in the same way that we can meet up with like any person who has passed on within the dream space. And so like in that moment that he passed on, again, it was just very powerful. Like I was crying, obviously, and it was just the best way I can describe it was like it was beautiful. Like it was so beautiful. And like that was like, again, you know, like doing that on my birthday, like that was like what I asked for, as hard as that was. And it was just like it, it was so beautiful. It was so like exactly how I could have imagined it, and just being able to like literally hug him and hugging him like in his final moments and stuff like that was just so powerful for me as a soul to see how I showed up in that moment. Um, I think was also really powerful for me to see like what I just like did intuitively. Um, was also just like a really important thing for me and, and again like that's where animals do that they call us into that place of compassion and you know the animals are just like you know like hey it's my time like will you hold me and some people may be like I don't know you know I'm not fully comfortable with this and then like other people would be like yes I will you know like I will be there for you my friend and so like that's a, animals are such beautiful teachers and that's why they're here I feel is to like bring us into that like more heart opening space so um so the experience was beautiful, and again, I just want to give a shout out to the community for for all their support. And and you know, it's unusual for people to post about stuff like their their animals dying um, on Instagram and stuff like that, leading into it. And and I wanted to do that to be able to to share that experience, to to alleviate some of the taboo on deaths, to bring that spiritual perspective into it, and to use it as a an opportunity for others to heal as well. And I know, like we did like a live broadcast with Shelby. Um, and, every, and, and again, you know, it was all my birthdays. So people are like, happy birthday, and we love you, Shelby. And it was just like this such mix of emotions. It was like highs and lows all in one, and it was celebration and sadness all in one. And it was 
so special. And and again, you know, like now every time I have a birthday, I'm gonna like have that connection with Shelby as well. And um and again, you know, like him being the wolf teacher was like such a very like that's like a powerful theme in itself too, having him as like a wolf totem uh, within my life, a wolf teacher. And so just um the last thing I'll just say here, and then we'll just pass it around. And anybody who wants to like share any other experiences related to this or any other ideas that come up. So uh, earlier today, like I was making the video of my um my my birthday video of like the sunrise video and that and I talk about Shelby Enix you know I say like it's it's my birthday and this is what's happening dot 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 and I'm like crying in the video but I basically get to the idea that like it's okay to cry it's okay to like be you know expressing these emotions it's okay and, and you know even already people have commented and they just said you know like this is really important for people to see this and like I want to share this with friends because I think other people would benefit from that because like all too often society tells us that like no crying is shameful, crying is like something you have to keep to yourself, don't share it, like, you know, hide it sort of thing. Meanwhile, here I am just like, uh, like that's like a, now at this point, that's like a recurring theme for me is like the ability to like share myself crying on camera. And I feel like as a Cancerian, um, it's like naturally just like something that I I feel is like part of my teachings that I'm putting forward because Cancerians are very uh, emotionally in tune and being the water element and being like the moon element, uh, it's very like we we are just, you know, every every astrological sign like sort of has like an intuitive aspect to the characteristics of their nature. Cancerians are very emotionally oriented so I feel that's my teachings that I'm bringing forward as a Cancerian to like reflect on the importance of connecting with our emotions in the same way that any other astrological sign will be able to bring forward their specific teachings, though knowing we are all the astrological signs at the same time. Um, so what I did is that I made this video and again, you know, like I went and I took a nap and every time that I've been going to sleep, I'm going to sleep with this crystal in my hand like this. So I like have it so I don't it doesn't fall off and I just go to sleep with that. And, you know, like, as I'm falling asleep, I'm, like, literally, like, imagining Shelby, and I'm just sort of bringing it into my imagination. And even just before I fall asleep, just by imagining him, it's very visceral. You know, I can really feel that texture. And this is what we've been practicing through all of this paradigm shifty stuff related to the dream class, related to our global meditations. It's really bringing in that visceralness through our meditations. And for me, it was, like, it was just, like, wow, I was actually impressed with how real it felt you know just just not even when I was asleep but just by thinking about him and closing my eyes and thinking about petting him I was like it, it felt real you know like it was tapping into that realness um, and and then basically I fell asleep and there was a nap so that kind of made my potential for lucidity a little bit more and then yeah like basically I had a moment in my dream where like I was in that space where like I was literally like it was just kind of like outside my room it's like right it took place like right over there and like Shelby was there and and like I was just like petting him and I was just like in that space with him and he was like a little bit younger he like he wasn't super old and he was like walking around again and then we kind of like walked into another room and I was just petting him and he like lied down and it was just like it was a really natural moment I wasn't fully fully lucid but but I was still like it was weird because I felt like I kind of like half awoke before it happened and then I started intentionally imagining it and then I like fell asleep into that imagination but the and then I, I, I sort of had to check in I was like wait like did I dream that or did I just like imagine that but like um, and again you know it's very like kind of one and the same but the thing that confirmed for me that I dreamt it was the idea that like in my mind whereas like if I just go to sleep and I'm just imagining it I don't get that visual presentation of what's in front of me whereas like now like my experience with what I had when I was asleep there's a visual recognition like I saw I saw it 
like my my as if my eyes were there, like my eyes were open. Whereas opposed to just like being on my bed and closing my eyes, you know, it's like it's everything's black, and you're kind of seeing it in your mind's eye and you're feeling it, but you don't get that. It's not like you're like watching a like a TV screen in front of you. Whereas like with this, my memory is now associated with what I saw, which to me like reflects the idea that like I wasn't just imagining it, quote unquote. I was dreaming it, and if I was dreaming it, then that means that like I was actually there, and and that's the idea is that like it's like calling in his energy and, 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 and whether it was just like a reflection of him, whether it was him, it was still an aspect of him. It was still like an energy pattern that was him. And so again, like that was very special. Uh, again, especially since I was like literally like I worked on that video, I rendered it, I went to sleep, I had that intention and then I had that dream. And I was like, wow, you know, like it, it happened. It already happened. It was only like three days later and it already happened. And then I was just like for me, um, it was very, very special, and, and it sort of goes into this idea of just, like, being able to do that again and continuing to put my intentions into my dream, and it's just, like, goes back to this idea. is like, yeah, we can be sad when someone leaves the physical, but what happens when we're so conscious where it's just, like, hey, like, if I actually want to go see them again, I actually have that option. Like, what happens when we actually open up that doorway to ourselves, when things become so multidimensional where it's just, like, oh, yeah, like, my friend who, like, passed away... Like, I can actually see them again, and all I have to do is, like, go to sleep, quote-unquote, a.k.a. go into that astral plane and find them there and connect with them there. And and, and so it was just really powerful. Um, KJ, hey, Brendan, go ahead. can I ask you a question? Yes, go ahead, dude. Yeah. Yep. Well, <clears throat> this is probably a, a long discussion, but, you know, just to get it on the table before I forget, um, you know, I'm thinking, like, okay, so it's like, I'm trying to work this out, see if this makes sense, see if you can follow me here. It's like, okay, <clears throat> we are not our body, right? So let's just, we are not our body. Let's say that we are soul or spirit, uh, the immaterial aspect, right? So so we never see <clears throat> physically a, a person, we never see that. We never see them. Like the manifestation, the representation of them in this physical realm is the body, right? But their spirit is going to be in that immaterial realm. Uh, <clears throat> so now that's this waking world. Okay. Now dream world. It's like even another level closer, another level anal analogically moved back, so that. Like, if I encounter you in this world, I encounter your body, but then I make a backwards movement to your soul, but that's really what I'm encountering. But when you <clears throat> meet, if I meet you in my dream, you're already bodiless, but it's like you're manifesting as a body in the dream, but it's like... It's hard. It's gonna take me some time to work this out. But it's like it's. it's I can see it in my mind, but I gotta find the right language for it. But it's. Um, I guess my main question I'm trying to figure out is like, what are we encountering in the dream? What does it mean? Like, because I'm thinking, of course, about my mom. You're thinking about Shelby. And <clears throat> when we encounter that energy, when we encounter that manifestation, you know. Also, the idea of dropping the ego, right? I mean, it's like. What does it mean to to like encounter a purely divine state of being 
but then yet still have a manifestation in a physical body as if there's an ego. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I, I got some questions to work out, but I, I'm really trying to figure out like what's the main difference between me meeting a body in this physical world that has a spirit within it versus me meeting a body within the spiritual world that is a spirit within a body within a body? I don't know. <clears throat> we can definitely talk about it more as we cruise along throughout the months, but it's, so, it's something I, I really am curious about. Like, like the idea of vision, because I'm, I'm working on the idea of vision in Plato's Republic Book Six right now as a model for the ultimate nature of reality. Which in it, it goes back to the good, the idea of the good, and it's it's basically leading into the allegory of the cave, right? The divided line and, and the, the golden section and all that stuff. So like, I'm trying to figure out like, what is it that we are encountering? Because I'll share a lot with you about dreams in a different <clears throat> uh, talk some other time, but like, because <clears throat> I've said this before, right? Like, it's an out-of-body experience to begin with a dream. So it's like we're in an out-of-body experience, encountering like what appears to be clearly they're manifestations of energy within symb symbolic representations. It's like somehow still needing to get beyond that. I don't know because the way that dreams function, the way that dreams function. So this is one thing I've always actually, uh, if anybody else has anything to say, feel free to cut me off because I can talk forever on this. But this is one thing I've often um, tried to figure out in connection with a couple things. Because like where I come from, dream, the way we talk about dreams is very like this. The, there's the dream master. You could say like the all-seeing, all-knowing consciousness that never sleeps, is always awake, knows exactly what is beneficial for our spiritual development at all times, both past, present, and future. And so at all times, the dream master masterfully crafts the dream to give us the symbolic message that we need to figure out in order to continue our spiritual development. And it can be in the form of something we've overlooked, or it can be something in the form of something we haven't given ourselves credit for. So whichever one we're doing in our waking world is the way the Dream Master will pick it up. Now, like, so in this way, they are metaphors. They are analogical metaphors to be understood as symbolic symbols such as states of mind. So the first question we would ask is, like, when you meet Shelby in the dream, what is it like? What's the state of mind? And then we take that state of mind and then we look at that state of mind in the waking world and then also all the way back through life. And then we try to play out the functional role of that state of mind and why it's symbolically being represented in, the, in, in Shelby's form in the dream. So, yeah, and then I'll... Oh, are you still there? I'm not sure if it crashed. Okay. Um, okay. Um, KJ, uh, I think just had a little bit of a glitch, and and I do want to just like respond to him. Um, before we do that, though, I, I just want to give a chance because um, Michelle's actually heading out, and uh, we'll just give her a chance to say goodbye, uh, opposed to waiting like thirty minutes and 
<laughs> fall asleep live on camera. So Michelle, um, thanks for thanks for joining in. And um, like, is there anything you would just want to share? Like, because I mean, I'm curious to ask you. Like, even with your, you have your ally, you have your your familiar, your cat there as well. Is there anything you want to just mention, just on like the the role of animals as teachers? Yeah. Well, wow, that's a beautiful question. The role of animals as teachers. Um, you know, I had a very sacred experience that I'll share with Seek. Um, I'm staying in a girlfriend's apartment intermittent from when I uh, left my house, and I. My cat's going to stay with my mom while I go on the road, and I had a three-week segue where I was wondering, do I want the responsibility of my cat? And my heart, my mind said, but then instead of leaving from north, like going north, I have to go back down to Fort Lauderdale, you know, and then come back up. So that doesn't make sense. That's an extra six hours to, like, have your cat with you for three weeks. That doesn't, you know, logically, no sense. I meditated, I sat down, because I, I really painstakingly over every decision I make, and my heart was just like, bring the cat, bring the cat, bring the cat. I bring the cat here, the cat freaks out for like three days, and I'm like, I shouldn't have brought the cat, I shouldn't have brought the cat. Let me guys tell you, like with the emotional highs and lows, I am so freaking glad the cat is here. When Brendan was telling the story, I'm like holding my animal, honoring, like how you were talking about, like the, the honoring and I'll just, real quick, man, the shamanic, like, you stepping in, I know what it is to do and to be an intuitive healer. And so as you were talking about that, the story, it's such grace when we're called and it's like the guides move through us and we're doing things that we know from, like, other lives and we're just, like, we're stewards of, like, energy and you're doing this and that's such a big, and you said it's, like, it's like your 29th birthday, right? Yeah, so it's, like, your Saturn return. Like this is like this is like an epic shift for you for like to be the, that the sharing, the vulnerability, the crying. Um, something that I loved in your video that I happened to see was that you were crying and you were talking about how crying it was a it was emotional expression as liberation. It wasn't sadness and it wasn't mopey. It was a emotional release and there was freedom in it. It wasn't like what was meanness. It was like this is like an expression of energy. Um, and you said specifically, like, crying doesn't have to be sad. Um, and I love that because, but at the same time, while I was watching that video, I felt like I was a steward vibrationally for what that energy was moving through you because grief, um, which I didn't make a video about when I was going through because it was, like, too heavy, but, like, grief, like, moving that, passing that emotion, the more you clear out of that, the more joy that you get to expand. So we, sh we can have a whole other conversation about that. Um, but it's all energy and it moves, and um, so that was really beautiful. And like everybody that you touched, uh, I know Kyle the same thing. Like pillars were, were holding space for you and for the transition. I want to say of your dog, but it's actually like bigger than that. It's just like the energy of collective, like um, the dance of life. That's what it is. It's like this bigger expression of like the cycle and like us witnessing that and being present to that versus what our society has taught us, which is like to hide it and like to not, like you said, it's a taboo, like to not talk about it or to not cry. It's like, let's like be present with like, it's just sex, you know, um, death, you know, everything like that. That's like actually what life is about. Um, it's cool that we're on a team of consciousness that is like making people talk about that and bring it um, forward. So yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's pass it to Alina, and I will um, I will head out, and that would be awesome. And the ladies can take off, and the men can close shop. So it was right nice on. meeting you, Michelle. Blessings, KJ. Thank you, Michelle. KJ, you're a Jhana yogi, I think. You know, 
I, I, we'll talk about that next time we talk. <laughs> cool. cool. I'll cool. say for Alina's goodbye, and then I'll and then I'll head out. I love you guys so much, and Brendan, honor you for sure. Thank you, thank you, Michelle. Awesome. And um, Alina, we'll we'll pass over to you since I know you have to to head out. So go ahead. Okay. Well, good night, you guys. Um, it was just I feel so just so uh, thankful to have been able to talk to you guys and to found out about this, you know, months back and to be able to feel so welcome back. Um, and you guys truly just talking with you guys really inspires me to, you know, be more, um, what's the word? I'm trying to think of the word. But it, it really inspires me to have more of a level of accountability. And it reminds me that we're all on this mission together. Like, thank you so much for facilitating all of this. You know, it's so beautiful. Anyway, okay. That's it. Yeah, group energy is really powerful. Totally, totally. I'll I'll just say for for you guys, just while you're here, um, just and again for everyone, you know, with this project, a big thing that I that I, I'm I'm realizing more and more myself is that this project, like these meetings, these broadcasts, these videos, they're inspiring each of us to carry the shift with us. Like that is, and that is like something we're reflecting on. It's like, how do we carry the shift with us in our everyday lives? You know, mm -hmm. so so I I see you guys doing that, and um, yeah, I think it's a very powerful thing because again, it brings other people into that invitation for them to do that as well, and that's the future, right? Like when everyone's carrying the shift and bringing it to like being that light that reaches into like every aspect, every nick and nook and cranny, every like corner of darkness out there. That's how we reach those aspects of darkness by like each one of us carrying it. So carrying Push the light. Push that scooter up the hill, right? Push that right scooter Steven? up the hill. Right <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. All right, man. Blessings okay. to everybody. Good night. Love you guys. Sweet dreams. We'll see you at the dream tree. Bye. <laughs> Sweet. Um, okay, so uh, there, there there were some things that Michelle said there um, that I could definitely hit upon. Um, I mean, yeah, again, you know, like just, uh, I mean, there was even a moment, like, I just want to go back to sort of like the shamanic process of like even just with Shelby where I was like, I was like also like even before it happened, there was like a moment where I was just like petting him and like singing to him. Which I, which I and I was kind of like doing just like a, like not even with words but just kind of like a vocal tonation sort of thing and I just like encourage people to sort of do that with their animals just to like sing to their animals like not even just like when they're dying or anything but just at any point um, it's just sort of a little idea to put out there because I know they appreciate it as well um, can I can I jump in really quick? sure man go ahead I know um, KJ we can get back to stuff that you were asking uh, as well we still got time no no it's okay I mean we, we gonna it's gonna be a long talk for us over many months but I just wanted to throw it okay. in there before I had forgotten because I did I, I did sort of yeah it was making me think so um, but yes Sherman go, go ahead let's um just bounce around with some ideas see where this takes us okay well I hope my mic is better but um no oh great okay um I just think it's really interesting Brendan what you were saying I think uh, talking about, you know, the created space and just when you allow yourself to be not necessarily that vulnerable but that open and that expressive. It's really interesting, I feel like, to see what comes out. Like, I wonder how in tune you were to the fact that you were singing to your dog. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you get into a mode where you're just kind of responding to, like, you're just going with, like, what feels natural, right then you were compelled, you were moved to sing, you know, and you weren't necessarily through words, I feel like. It was just, uh, I feel like that in of itself, that's pretty powerful, just because when you're receptive to, you know, actually being and moving and flowing in the moment, 
you just seeing how it expresses itself naturally is uh, something that is very powerful and quite beautiful. That was that was it. It just made me think of that. That was all. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Like it, it, again, it's really interesting to sort of in in scenarios in any scenario where we can almost like witness ourselves as 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 an observer of our actions, and we're just like, whoa, you know, like. Like, like that was me doing that, but right. but but it was like more than me. You know, right. it's kind of like allowing the universe to like come through you and and to mm. and to experience itself through you, sort of thing. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, okay. So let's let, let's keep let's keep bouncing around on, on on some ideas. Does anybody else have any thoughts and comments? You know, just re again, you know, like related to the taboo of death, related to the taboo of just like expressing ourselves emotionally. Um, you know, like I like I I just want to be able to give you guys a, a space to to express yourselves as well. KJ, did you want to? Yeah, just just the whole thing about the taboo of death. I've been dealing with this a lot recently. Um, you know, jeez, man, it's like the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, Plato's Phaedo. You know, like uh shamanic traditions, you know, wisdom traditions from all every all over the world, every single one of them primarily focuses on death because that's that's the that's what happens, that's the whole point. We're going to go through that transition. Somehow in our culture, <clears throat> you know, obviously somehow from the Catholic Church and organized religion, they've somehow usurped it into like this weird false cultural belief where it's like, yeah, we walk around in a daze of like consumerism and materialism and sort of don't focus on the fact that of what's going to happen and prepare ourselves spiritually. Instead, they just say like, oh, believe and be saved. And then, you know, you, you go fucking murder people all week and just come to church on Sunday and you'll get to heaven. It's like, <clears throat> no, dude, wake up. You have to, <clears throat> you know, it, it's a cultural problem. It's systemic within Western civilization, you know, and until we get back to a culture that is similar to, like, the Tibetan Book of the Dead, right, which is it's the great book of liberation, right? It's not the Book of the Dead. It's the book of liberation. Then we start to change the way that we're thinking culturally, and we would gear ourselves more towards a spiritual culture. But, you know, look at modern man. <clears throat> We've got consumerism, science, you know, science, the the even though science is spirituality, you know, a lot of people try to separate them and you've got, you know, consumerism, materialism and all these things that are problem with modern man. It, you know, it's, it's gotta be a cultural change as well as the interchange, right? And we have to make the interchange, but we got to see it on double levels. I totally feel that. I feel like that's super, super interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I do believe, like, when it came to the Egyptians, right, they were more so excited about the after-adventure and or totally. death, you know, you, you know, than they were life. And I find that totally. so interesting when you're talking about, you know, like, the cultural confusion, if you will, how, I mean, not only do we fear death or, quote-unquote, taught to fear death, but it's almost like we do everything in our, quote-unquote, waking life to avoid it, to avoid it in thought, to avoid it in speak, to avoid it just on so many multiple levels to whereas, you know, I feel like that's why it's so abrupt and so, I don't know, intense in a different way or in varying intensities for so many people yeah. because it's just like, you know, it's like this really, 
really big taboo that we just don't have to, you know, let's just not look about it. Let, let's not look at it head on. Let's not think about it. Let's, you know, it just kind mm-hmm. of, but when, like, you know, I just think that's, that's pretty poignant as well. So yeah. Like, that's, yeah. 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 It's like putting your head in the sand like an ostrich. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting because, again, like what you're saying, Sherman, you know, like the fact that we don't talk about it, the fact that we barely, you know, like mention it with sort of in the spiritual context, like then when it does come, our natural reaction to it is resistance. You know, we're just like, no, 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 I don't want this. Get it away from me. And we're like, we're we're just like pushing it and we're we're resisting it. And and so it's just like, yeah, if we can talk about it and everything, it, it allows us to instead shift from resistance to like acceptance and trust and peace and and again you know like even from my own experience with Shelby like like, like that's where I felt I was at like I, I wasn't trying to say like like no I don't want this to happen it was just like like I am accepting that this is happening and like I am moving through it like as mindfully as I can and again you know like being able to like really honor it to be to, to see it as like as sacred as a thing is birth to know that like the soul has like literally, you know, to celebrate it, to celebrate the journey of the soul, to like that it has gone through its incarnation and that that was the soul's journey. It's not my journey to say that the soul should stay or the totally because I want it to, you know, that's a very selfish thing that when it comes to death is something that I think again, you know, society sort of imprints in us. It, it creates this sort of like like um unconscious selfish uh, projection related towards death where we're just like no like stay I want you here I want your company I want you to like like make sure that I don't get sad but it's just like this isn't about totally. you this is about them like this is about their soul journey and and the best thing you can do is just to like be by their side and, and just be in that space and to just like hold space and everything like that so I mean yeah like I, again you know like I think death is um a huge part of the paradigm shift and, and again like for me it really gets into this multi-dimensional stuff and, and I'll just say this and, and again just after I'll say this and pass it around um, I mentioned this like within another broadcast that we did where it's just like gets really 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 interesting I think when we start looking at the idea of like souls incarnating as multiple forms and this is like a big paradigm shift but you know it's just like like who's to say that I'll just use Shelby as an example or any other animal familiar as an example that like that was their experience as like to incarnate as an animal and then in their next incarnation they may actually be choosing to incarnate as a human and so like we were actually like helping them go through that process so that again you know in the theme of graduation they can actually like move into their next part of the journey where they come back as human and then like the real kicker in this that I feel like I could like almost like write a movie about is the idea like imagine like you have like a dog and your dog passes away and then like 15 years later you're like traveling the world and you like run into someone it's like some kid in another country and they come up to you and they're just like hey like I've been looking for you like I just want to say thank you because I was your dog in a past life that's divine and they hug you and it's just like what but but at the same time like that in my books is possible and and I, and I feel like that's such like a beautiful heart expanding thing in terms of like what this reality actually holds in terms of our magic and in terms of the idea that like it doesn't you know like end, ends endings are illusions it's always just like spirals into a next level of ascension kind of thing so I mean uh, just putting that out there again you know for other people to move through the process in their own healing and knowing that like yeah like souls go where they need to and and, and know that they're they're always going to be going somewhere so yeah. Yeah, I think that interconnectedness you just talked about was great. Sherman, your mic just got lower. If you just want to. Oh, 
Okay, is that any better? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just think uh, the interconnectedness you just talked about was pretty funny because, you know, you were saying, like, how we have this connection, you know, I guess with our ego, whether it be, you know, ego-driven, inborn, or societally given, that, you know, it's no, 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 I want you here. You know, it's going to make me sad that you're not here when it's really about the soul and their journey. But I love how connected that all truly is because it's not just about, you know, them. Like, think about it. They had to go through all of this with you, you know, thus bringing you closer, thus helping you further along in your school and your journey, you know. So, like, it was. it's all really funny because it's all, it's all so perfect. Yeah. You, know, you had to get to this point with them right. as the day with you to bring you both to, like, a, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. And I, I just love it because it's the yeah. interconnect. Yeah, like it's how symmetry. deep that goes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it reminds me of like you know sacred geometry. I mean, if you think, if you think about like the, you know, the geometric fabric of the cosmos, right? And then you and you apply that to what you're talking about just now. It's like the symmetry of synchronicity. Hello. Oh no! I, I was. Oh, there you I was. I was talking for a second, and I didn't realize my mic was off. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> but no. So what? Yeah. yeah. Say the last thing you said. Um. No. Just pretty much. I just think it's so funny because you know. I. I wish at times we could really step back and just see you know like the webs of connection because it just kind of trips me out a lot when I think about you know this had to happen this way to get me here with you, which is really mm -hmm. just getting us further to a point you know, of greater understanding, of, you know, deeper compassion, of, you know, and as, as one-sided as it may see, seem to one, you know, it's really, it's, it, it, it takes two, you know, or not even two, but like multiples, and it just, it, it's so needed, whether we can see it in that moment or not, you know, it's because of you going through your journey and me going through mine, you know, that, that we're here now, and it's, it's just so perfect. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I'm learning more and more, like, that idea of, like, everything happening for a reason. Like, it's, it's, yeah, like, it's a thing. And, and, and it's something that, again, like, encourages us to, like, trust deeper and to look deeper as to, like, what those reasons are. Because sometimes things will happen for a reason, but we may not always acknowledge the reason. Therefore, it like puts us deeper into this place of despair or deeper into this place of illusion. But it's just like if you're open to that concept to begin with, you start looking for those reasons and you start like allowing like like I honestly I experienced that like in another scenario just within like the last um, like 48 hours where it's just like I was like something happened. And I was just I was just like, fuck, you know, like I wish that didn't happen. But at the same time, I'm like, this happened for a reason. I'm like, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. And then something else happened. And I'm like, that's why. There it happened. is. And that <laughs> next moment was like really, really important. And that and that really, really important moment wouldn't have happened unless that first one had happened sort of thing. Even if that first one felt like it was like a quote unquote like something like unwanted or a mistake or something like that. Like sometimes those mistakes 
are there to be able to like allow something more important to happen. And so again, check in with yourself as a cosmic student. You know, like are you learning from those mistakes? And I think the sooner that you are acknowledging your role as a cosmic student, the sooner it allows that thing that's like meant to happen to happen sooner. So maybe like, you know, I feel like that's where sort of this acceleration of the universe is sort of taking place is within our cycles of lessons. Whereas back in the day, you know, you might go through something and you might make a mistake and then it might take like a month before that mistake to like really be integrated into a new expanding experience that opened up for you. Whereas like now it's just like I feel like it can happen within like 24 hours sort of thing if you're kind of on that level. So yeah, but what do you, anything you guys have to share, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean it's just sort of like becoming aware of like this like underlying code of the matrix, I feel, this like syntax program that's kind of like always happening. But yeah. And I feel like... You have to experience. Like, I'm sorry. I just feel like it's so funny how obvious it's becoming. I feel like, you know, like, especially, I know everyone in the shift, but I feel like it's just becoming more and more obvious to all of us, you know, to just see, not, I guess, the inner workings, if you will, of how everything, you know, slowly gaining eyes to see how connected everything is and that, you know, there's no such thing as coincidence and just the underlying workings of the the game, if you... Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting to, like, sort of apply that to, like, the perceptions of, like, the global things happening in the world, you know, like, without even having to get into it, but, you know, like, you can talk about, like, elections and politics and stuff like that, and sometimes it's just, like, you're just, like, this, like, you know, you're just, you're just, like, this can't be happening, you know, like, why is this happening? But, again, sometimes when it's just something that seems so wrong, so, like, un- unpreferred that maybe the reason that's happening is to like call you into that action for for you to be able to say like to to go through that process of saying this isn't what I want therefore what do I want and it gets into this idea like the problem is the solution kind of thing so you know we go through things and we go through the darkness so that we can like know what it is that we actually want to create as we move forward into the future and we wouldn't have known that had we not gone through that previous experience of like the unwanted kind of so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I got something to share with you. Go for it. Um, <clears throat> just thinking. What we're talking about reminded me of a quote from my uh, guru, and it's something that I've been thinking a lot about recently as well, uh, with respect to death. And it was the point, I believe. Um, Stuart had just brought up this is his name right his name's Stuart right Sherman oh Sherman that's right sorry Stuart, Stuart. Um, sorry it's all, it's Stuart. All good. Um, so <clears throat> so the quote is this and then I'll, I'll connect it back as with uh, oh what after all is the measure of man as with any measure we need to grasp the whole and not the part but what is that whole what must it include? Is our present existence a part of a greater whole, or is this present existence the whole of it? What is the boundary of man? How far can his existence extend? Do we avoid a mystery because we insist the part is the whole? It has been said man is a mystery because he is caught between two extremes. He doesn't know where he came from, and he doesn't know where he's going. We are cut off from whatever prior existence we may have had, and we enter into the unknown with our death. 
we are aware of a part, right? That's us talking right now. We're aware of a part without knowing if there is a whole within which our existence might have meaning. We seek the meaning of our existence and cannot bridge the gap to anything beyond ourselves. Yet it is this very separation that provides us with a clue to our mystery. Consider we are cut off from all else. We have no prior memory of, of any prior existence, and we must face our destiny with what we have. We must find some way to provide for our existence. So we're locked within ourselves so that we are forced to take command of ourselves and our lives. We must plan, care, and command ourselves to do whatever we do. But what is this but to learn mastery of one's self? It's this struggle to achieve our most meaningful goals that we must organize ourselves to pursue and attain them. And so this idea of the, with not knowing the whole, right? Like how, how beautiful would it be if you could just go to death, see how it's all interconnected, see how everything is divinely beautiful, and then when bad shit happens, you're like, yeah, that might suck, but you know what? Hey, I see the divinity. I see the divine plan. So hey, rock on. Rock on. <laughs> cool, cool. I mean, it would make awesome. life a lot easier, you know? I mean, because you'd never have another worry. You, you would have – Spinoza called this the God's eye view, and this is why they mm – -hmm. this is his solution for theodicy, which is the problem of evil, because there is no evil. Because if you had the mind of God, you'd see how everything was perfectly connected, and you wouldn't be – yeah. We wouldn't struggle right now. I, I'm sure there's debates in you know for and against, and we could talk all night long if this is accurate or not. But it's one way to look at it, and it's making a lot of sense to me because yeah, we are we're a mystery, man. It's like, but it's it's like I say to myself like, why doesn't divinity just give us the end piece of the puzzle so we can see the whole puzzle so we don't have to go through this crap? But it's that it's that bridge that we can't that's being locked within ourselves that makes us take force that make us command to take force uh, force us to take command of ourselves and our lives to to develop self-mastery to mm -hmm. actually figure out that final part of death so it's like mm -hmm. a recursive algorithm you know what I mean mm -hmm. this is really trippy all so goes true. back to reoccurring fractal patterns in the universe mm -hmm. that's been a big thing is like to study these lately man Name. Yeah. Studying because the equation might not be necessary, but you can study the pattern. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can study the pattern, and through studying the pattern, you begin to visually see these gateways and numbers and geometric forms and positions of planets. And those gateways give you opportunities to um, bring energies from other dimensions in to utilize them to manifest what you want happen, you know, and uh, that just goes back to, kind of, flip flops back to, like, God's eyes, you know, like, you can see it from that perspective. Yeah, and, you know, dimensional I, you know, the fractals and geometry are very, you know, sort of connected to what I would call the mind of God as well, so, like, when you're talking about looking at those fractals and looking at, and looking at these, like, symbolic manifestations uh, yeah it, it it's it's important no doubt because you're you're connecting with the maker on that no doubt oh yeah mm -hmm. you're making you're establishing well I guess you well for some people it would be establishing connection others would just be, you know 
the connection you've already had got established. Having it. Because the point is to get everyone on that point where they're already tapped in, already have that ability. Mm -hmm. That's one of the greater points of the paradigm shift that I see. So we can bring everybody else up on the same level. It's just going to take some time. Yeah. But it makes sense that we're not all there already. Again, you know, it's just like it's just like why doesn't everyone see this? But it's just like that's the journey, right? To like that's allow people to like go through that and and to go through like the amnesia and stuff like that. I mean, again, you know, like it's. Um, I, I actually I did just want to um, be able to check. Um, I just want to check in with Steve. Uh, Steve, are, how's how's it going? Are, are you enjoying the the hangout? And I was just uh, if you have like any comments or questions, please feel free to ask. Go ahead. No, I'm just just listening to what you guys have to say. Cool. Enjoying, yeah. Cool, cool, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, by all means, just hang out and and just be there, and that's totally cool. Sweet. Um, yeah, I can only imagine like what it's like for you, <laughs> just sort of beginning a process like this, and all of us sitting here jabbering on about all of these like deep yeah. intense topics. Which again, you know, like for me, it goes back to this idea of just like why we practice talking about things here because there's always going to be someone who we're going to run into who may be completely new to a lot of these Absolutely. ideas and it's just like yeah. how do we deliver this information to them simply and effectively and then you literally repeat this like running a drill like doing an exercise like running a hockey drill you know like you do it you practice it and then when the time comes when some 14 year old kid walks up to you and it's just like can you explain to me what lucid dreaming is and you'll actually be able to do it right or they'll just like can you explain to me a little bit about like what like you know like what what's a soul about or something you know any any of those questions and then it's really interesting because I mean again you know we're practicing being conduits right here and now so I mean even me like right now like I'm, I'm talking words are coming out of my mouth but I'm not like having to fully think uh, about like this, I'm not constantly just like, oh, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? You know, it's just this process of like allowing things to come out. Allowing it's really, it to flow. Yeah. You know, it's really cool when when someone asks you a question and then you actually sort of get to listen to the answer that you give, and you're just like, oh, like that's what I thought. Like that's that's. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Steve, did you? I think you got your microphone open. Did you? Yeah. Want to, did you go ahead? Well, it's just. Uh, yeah, I've been telling my friends about this. I learned about it, and then uh, sharing my knowledge about it. So, I guess you were saying um, how it's cool to share that stuff that you learn and rehearse it. And yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It's like reverse engineering concepts of like metaphysical, like crazy stuff. But again, you know, Einstein says you know, that you know, it's just like if you can't explain something simply enough, then you don't understand it like well enough, or, or at least just the goal being to explain something simply in, in a way. Um, and, and Einstein also said that imagination is more important than knowledge. So keep that in mind too. Um, yeah, I, I, I did want to bounce around uh, some ideas, um, getting into the topic of like the uh, the Mandela effect again. Just as something, this is an exercise. This is a fun drill to talk about to, talking about that. Though I know we won't be able to spend too much time on it because it is a pretty big topic. But we did allude to it earlier in the episode, so I did just want to like hit upon that. And I know Kyle's. I'll talk about it. And, and there's like, honestly, there's so much stuff we could talk about. Like Kyle put up a video earlier in the week about like 
um, just like the increase in uh, UFO activity and the idea of like how UFOs are actually getting to Earth and how it's actually through mostly the hypothesis, the hypothetical idea of like wormholes and stargates. So it's not like they literally fly to Earth. They, it's more like these like wormholes sort of appear near Earth and then they, they just kind of like come X-Hole. out of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or what do you call them? What were they called? I think the video called them. NASA's calling them X points or like X zero points. points. I think yeah. they're I think they're called zero points. Interesting. It's like basically what they're doing in in the colliders. Again, it all all goes back to the colliders and what they're doing there. Um, kind of like what they're doing there. These these, these very small portions in space that sort of like links us to the sun, these X points or zero points, they kind of create like this portal or vortex for some of um, the sun's magnetic energy to like literally like a tube, you know, siphon over to Earth and how they've discovered this and by studying these certain points that allow this magnetic energy to flow. They think that UFO technology of advanced races of extraterrestrials are utilizing that those same zero point those zero the same zero points that naturally exist, they can locate them, home in on them, and when they occur, simultaneously jump through one on their own. You know? I mean it would make sense in the quantum factor that somewhere else in the universe there is a particle that is behaving exactly the same as one, or it is the electron pair. Um, particles can be, like two electrons can pair across continents. There could be one in Philadelphia and one in California, and those two electrons can pair to each other. And if you introduce a third, you can um, you introduce a third and then change the electron spin of one. It will actually disappear and rematerialize with the other electron that's in Philadelphia. So that's how they're studying. Um, that's actually how they're studying, like teleportation, like Star Trek. Um, style teleportation. They've been doing that for a long time. All they have to do is add a little bit of energy to some electrons and the ones that are paired just sort of disappear and rematerialize elsewhere. But that's very possible in outer space for that to happen and occur naturally. Or if, like, say an alien race were to, like, like oh, look, here's an electron. Let's, that one's unstable over there. Let's pair it with this one and we'll create a big fucking will create a bridge that way. So they could be locating and, you know, pairing electrons that way and using that. That's very feasible. That's very, that right there, you can, like, I wouldn't have to show you an equation for you to understand that, you know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, maybe. Some people might. The mathematics, yeah. mathematics yeah. Is, is very hard proof, but and the, math, the thing is that the mathematics are all there. I couldn't show them to you, but I understand what happens yeah. on a quantum level. So, like, I spent a lot of time, in addition to my 
you know, spiritual journeys and things. I've spent a lot of time YouTubing quantum mechanics and quantum phenomena. So I can go on about that for a very, very long time. But that all relates into spirituality and into our dimension and the dimensions that surround us and the fact that we as human beings can view and see, interact, and go there, physically go to these other dimensions without the use of a giant collider. You know? Hey, Kyle. What's up? Um, have you... Well, I put a couple links in the notes earlier, but have you ever looked at the connection between quantum physics and Ivata Vedanta? And what? Uh, Advaita Vedanta. It's the uh, the non-dual philosophy of Shankaracharya, which is the highest mystic out of India, which basically makes it completely analogous with the ancient Greeks and the Egyptians and the shamans and you know, as, you know, all all spiritual traditions like that. So, like, I, I put a, a couple links, but if you just type it into Google, you know, you'll find it quick enough. Um, because there's a lot there's a lot of similarities between Ivata Vedanta and quantum physics when it comes back to the watcher watching and the process of watching and, and how to become the observer with an unobserved object. Um, so, yeah, just I thought, I thought I'd give you that sort of... Yeah, man, I'll Because when, when I do quantum physics, like, I really relate it to Ivata Vedanta, so it's like that's sort of my doorway in when I do my quantum physics study. It's like I, I can always find a base and a connection and a sort of a, a way to figure it out through Ivata Vedanta, so you might enjoy looking at it. I will. I'll check it out. Thank you very much, man. I'll, I'll definitely look into that. Weird. And yeah, yeah. Um, things that happen on a quantum level, um, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and quantum phenomena all relate very, very directly to how metaphysics work. And metaphysics is our soul body and totally. all the energy that we can't really directly see. So there is an incredibly direct Connection, totally to things on the quantum level and our spirituality. Totally, and that's, understanding that's what, that only brings a new understanding. And that's what you know. We mentioned this earlier. That's what stings me about our modern culture is they try to make a distinction between science and spirituality, and you know, aka metaphysics. <clears throat> when in reality they're part and parcel, and Newton knew it. Einstein, Newton, they even said it in their works. They wrote about it. And everyone just conveniently ignores all that and just keeps these numbers. They like numbers. I want to add two and three and divide this and multiply that and shoot a, you know, and have an experiment. I want to have an experiment, right? I don't want to think about anything big. I just want to have an experiment. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the scientific community get really, really hush-hush about it. I think... Um, yeah. Like the pe like the people and the physicists that CERN, the scientists and physicists that CERN, and the um, and the LHCs that are all over the place. You know, all the large colliders. You know, these people that are working there that are literally smashing single particles together to look at particles that come into existence for very, very, very very small fractions of a second. And we're talking subatomic levels. We're talking smashing particles into each other to study things smaller than quarks. And quarks make up atoms. So, you know, by doing that, they're literally looking at something they cannot perceive. So, 
and and that's essentially what we do in What's the name of that famous book that sort of linked beauty back with like string theory? It's called the Elegant Universe or something like that. I'm not sure, but I think you're right. Yeah, that was a big one to to bring beauty and metaphysics back into quantum mechanics. I think I think called the Elegant Universe. I think. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do you guys still want to talk about the Mandela effect, or should we save it for another time? Because I feel like we're like getting short on time and. We should probably like a, save it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, let's save it, because I want to... What about the Gansold effect? Which, uh, which effect, Michael? The Gansold effect. I'm not familiar with that effect. The Gansfield effect? No, no. Do the you wanna... the ping-pong balls? Like, are you talking to, like, the meditation trick? Or yeah. which... Did you... What did you do with the ping-pong balls, where you put them over your eyes? That because I was something I you, you were you were doing that recently, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, let's just check in. So right now, uh, it's twelve forty-one. Like I said, I wanted to aim to wrap this up by about one, and uh, I just want to be able to do like a tarot draw before the end and a short meditation. So let's say like no more than fifteen minutes to just sort of bounce some ideas around, and then we'll we'll get close to wrapping things up. Um. Yeah, okay, I just want to, uh, I want to let you talk about that, Michael. Um, the Mandela effect, uh, for those of you who don't know, we'll, we will get more into this later, and if anything, I just encourage you to just, like, YouTube stuff and think for yourself, um, but I did talk about it within, like, one of the Facebook Live broadcasts, but it's getting into this idea that, like, some people's remembrance of the past isn't matching up with the current depiction of what the past actually is. So basically uh, some of the common examples are um, a lot of people swear that in Star Wars Darth Vader says Luke I am your father whereas now in the movie it actually says no I am your father. Other examples are the Berenstein Bears are now the Berenstain Bears. Other examples are in Forrest Gump where he says life is like a box of chocolates now he says life was like a box of chocolates. Other examples I want to throw one. Logos changing. Um, uh, Yeah, like logos changing in certain things. Kyle, what's another one? All right. This one I found out about today, and it's incredibly like, are you fucking kidding me? Everyone remembers the lion shall lay down with the lamb, right? Oh, right, in the Bible and stuff like that. It doesn't exist anymore. There never was a lion. Now it is a wolf. Now, even in the. There's a big remember, quote remember in the Bible. It was always the lion and the lamb. It was always the lion. The lion was the big thing. Now, it never even the Bible doesn't even mention a lion. Now it's a wolf. It says the wolf they will lay with it? the lamb. They no, didn't change it. Oh, right. It changed itself. The Mandela effect. So that's the lion's still there. And there's pictures See? of the of a wolf <laughs> with a lamb now, like. It was in that yeah. video I sent you, man. Yeah, I had seen that video as well, yeah. Um, okay, I, I want to give like a preface to the Mandela effects. We might as well just talk about it just for a couple seconds. Steve, go ahead, though. You, you were saying... Um, in reference to the lion? It's, the lion is still there, yeah. I think it was just in on minors, practically. The, it's a, about a paragraph long, the quote about it talking about the lion and the lamb, as well as the wolf, and it's all those three words, those three animals are all mentioned interchangeably in that whole quote, so there's lots of room for mistakes, I guess. I, don't, I, never, yeah. I never remembered a wolf, ever, dude. 
So and apparently, so, millions of other people don't either. It was, so uh, yeah. It was always the wait under the wait, line and the land. I'm confused. So wait, hold on. What under what quote or passage or? Text? Do we have a reference of the passage? No, dude. It was just in, it's in that video, man. It's in that video uh, that well, I found. I'm going to watch the videos. Because astrologically, they're like Isaiah 11:6. Perfect degrees with each other, as like opposites. Oh yeah, interesting. The lion and the lamb. Yeah, that's why they always say like um, Leos and. I mean, there's no no zodiacs of the wolf sign though. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. I, I got that mixed up. I was, I was thinking. Yeah. No, no, no. no that's right. Uh. Um, I'm just saying, it was in the video, and it was one that I hadn't yeah. noticed. So, I, I just want to, so again, okay, like, the Mandela effect, let me just give a little preface, because again, you know, we're just practice talking about it, but I, personally, I, I, I approach this topic as a chance to, like, dispel some of the hysteria related to it, because I think a lot of it is, like, internet hype, and it's, like, right up there with, like, other stuff of just, like, people kind of just, like, like, it's hard to explain, but... Well, it's not hard to explain, but it's worth talking about. Um, okay, so just as a preface for why it's called the Mandela Effect. It's called the Mandela... Okay, so it's basically this idea of people are just like, wait, like, is reality changing? Is history changing? Are there parallel realities opening up? Are we, like, moving into different timelines? And, you know, like, people are just like, what is going on? Ultimately, I do think that this reality is very multidimensional, and there is this idea of, like, parallel realities. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's off the table. Everything's on the table and everything like that. But at the same time, I do think think that there's like some stuff that is just like being able to um, just like that can be explained just through like human error and just the way how the memory works um, so again it's part of this idea that the Mandela effect is called the Mandela effect because it's referencing Nelson Mandela who actually has the same birthday as me on July 18th and um, basically some people are just like guaranteed they have a certain memory that he actually died like back in like uh, earlier in 2000s whereas he actually just died like almost like last year or two years ago and then so people uh, sort of gone to this process where they're just like they're, they're, when, when he did die they're just like wait what like I, I could have sworn he already died like I, I, I blatantly remember him dying and stuff like that and yet he did Muhammad Ali. And, um, so there you go so I mean another example so again you know like it's this idea of people just like having what they consider to be a certain memory of one thing and yet now the reality is not matching their memory so again you know the one of the things that popularized it was the Berenstein Bears and the Berenstein Bears everyone remembers Berenstein Bears as Berenstein Bears now it's suddenly Berenstain Bears. There's an A in it. And everyone's just like, what the hell? This is insane. It can't be possible. Um, but honestly, like the, going back to like one of the big ones that people use, like the Luke, I am your father, I this is my opinion. Like, I mean, I know it sounds like it's like unusual because everyone's just like, I remember it as Luke, I am your father. What they're actually remembering is like the cultural adaptation of the quote opposed to the actual quote. Because like, if you look at the context within the conversation, it makes sense that Darth Vader actually said, no, I am your father. Because Luke says, you know, he says like, Obi-Wan told me that you killed my father. And then instead of Darth Vader just saying, Luke, I am your father, he, he replies to Luke's comment by saying, no, I am your father. So he corrects him. He says, you know, like, what you just said is wrong. This is what's right. I am your father. So it, it, in all honesty, like, it's, it's, it makes sense for Darth Vader to say, no, 
I am your father. Yet, everyone sort of took that quote outside of the movie and within the, like, the fabrication of their own memory, they sort of made a version of it that said, Luke, I am your father. And then everyone repeated that, which makes sense because like they wanted to be able to provide a context for it outside of the movie. Because if you were to just say, like, no, I am your father to someone, they would just be like, you know, outside of the movie, they're just like, wait, like, what? Like, who are you quoting and stuff like that? And I made a joke about this last time, but it's just like, if you're like, you know, just going around and just like, you say like, no, I am your father. People are just like, what? Like, is that like, like Maury Povich or something like that? Like, what, what's going on? Like, what are we talking about here? And, and so, I mean, like, to have it within a context, you need to put Luke in it. You need to say Luke. So that's what everyone did. Like, they, their, their mind naturally just did that. It, it like created a new version of the quote and then that version of the quote became a pop cultural meme and that's what everyone repeated and they said that and yet in the original it's always been no I am your father yet now people are convinced that at one point it was Luke I am your father and therefore all these people on the internet are like equating, equating this to the idea of the Mandela effect whereas in my opinion I think that in at least that case, not to say all of them are like equatable to human error, at least in that case, I think that one is just like our human error sort of thing. But again, are parallel realities real and are timelines changing? Theoretically, everything's on the table sort of thing. But I mean, like that one I think is more likely than not human error and people just jumping on the hype train on the internet. And, um, and there's a few other ones that I think are probably just like human error and just like a reflection of how our brain works and how our memory works as well. So, but what do you guys think? A quick. Um, well, are you. Yeah, go um, ahead. Sorry. Steve, go ahead. Yeah. Are you familiar with the uh, international, law, international laws of. Just uh, the international laws? Are you guys familiar with that? The, inter the international laws? Is that what you said? Because they're. Go ahead. Yes. Because the law of belief, the 13th law, states that whatever we fully believe in with thought, emotion, and conviction eventually becomes our, our reality. We are all creating laws ourselves based on what we believe to be true. Even if a thing isn't factually true, our belief will make it so. As you, it, it done unto you as you have believed. So... If you get enough people believing in something, it's bound to be true. Yeah, that's why the world's flat, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it changes. It changes depending on what we're believing in. So I think. Well, I'm, say, I'm, a whole, I'm, a, I'm just gonna say this, dude. Like, they've got some documents, uh, like some video um, interviews with the actor who played Darth Vader, and. And he in says, the, in Luke, I am the, your father. Yeah, in one of the interviews, he says, when I first read the line, Luke, I am your father, I thought to myself, no, he's lying. He says, when I first read the line. But even still, I that could be a mistake. That, that I mean, can... that's from the actor who... Yeah, but even still, yeah, like that's like him... Many times, yeah. Anyway. How many times have you read over something and then changed it up? Like, no, yeah. dude, no. Because I don't know, as man. many times as I know a song, I know I, that song. Why don't they just ask George Lucas? Like, I don't understand, like, why they can't just, like, do that and just, like, get him to clarify and stuff like that. Because then he's going to say, magic mirror on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because then it wouldn't be a good YouTube video anymore. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Again, like I think, I think the Mandela effect is an interesting thing, and I think it reflects a lot about culture. And there are some ones that are really trippy. Like one of them is like interview with a vampire is now interview with the vampire. Um, but again, you know, like maybe it always was interview with the vampire. Um, straight up, like I don't know. Well, like, it's hard to say. Apparently, died three times. Three times, good for him. What a chance! Apparently, that's in the video. Can't keep that's him down, video. man. It's, it's towards the end, like. Towards the middle of that video I posted you, some guy gets in there and he was he was like talking about Christianity and stuff and I was like, alright, this is the kind of thing. And but then it switched over to another guy talking about it, you know, the Mandela effect, and he was like, he was going on about it and he was like, he was like in fucking Muhammad Ali, he's like those motherfucking physicists at CERN who don't give a shit, they killed him three or four times already. Like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> It got really funny, but like in all honesty, like having Muhammad Ali having just died in 2016, I myself am one of those people who thought to myself, "No, Muhammad Ali has been dead for a long time. Muhammad Ali has been dead. I thought Muhammad Ali died a very long time ago, not in 2016. I definitely remember that because it was just as big a deal as it was in 2016." So, the Muhammad effect, I guess. Like, for real, I do. I remember it. And the guy put dates out. Too. He put three dates out. He was like, what was it, 2003, something else, and 2016? How many times is Muhammad Ali going to die? I was like, now yeah. that's weird. <laughs> yeah, again, man, like, I, it's take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Um I think yeah. it's easy for people to just, like, get an idea and to just run with it and to just be like... Oh, yeah. Because, again, you know, like, I'm just reading on the Wikipedia right now, and cl and it says right here within the Wikipedia for Empire Strikes Back. Now, again, somebody could have edited this as well. But it literally says, like, in relation to Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, it says, the line, quote, no, I am your father, is often misquoted as Luke, I am your father. Like, it, it just says it right there, you know? It's just this idea that, again, you know, it's just like... People have been misquoting this for a very long time, and and it makes sense that they've been misquoting it because, like There's I said, like they needed to put a context for the quote outside of the movie. Therefore, the scene was in reference to Luke. Therefore, they just turned it into that version of it. So, and and again, like so, for people to like be using that as like one of their prime examples for the Mandela effect. Um, is interesting because I think again it sort of shows this idea for a lot of people to just like jump on hype trains. So for everyone listening to this, um, just be mindful as to what hype trains you're jumping on. Freaking flat earthers! Hey, Steven. There's a comment, no offense. Right? I, I'm not saying the flat earth is there in flat. We're gonna do an entire destiny school on that because honestly, like it's <laughs> it's worth talking about. So. Flat earth. Right. <laughs> I just Which don't one? Like attitude sometimes. Wait, hold on. Flat what? Earth. What, Brendan? Flat Earth. Yeah, I've been. Um, but we're not going to talk too much about that now. Danny, the Earth is flat as fuck. Wait, hold on. Did you the say Earth that you're going to do a school on that, or what did you say? We're going to do a Destiny School episode on the flat Earth, like in the future, just to give a place to like talk about it a lot. But I'll just say this: in reference to the flat Earth, like everyone's talking about the flat Earth, we're talking about the round Earth. Not everyone's talking about the multi-dimensional Earth. I think that instead of just thinking that there's like one Earth, there's actually at least like eight Earths. In the, like the formation of a hypercube. Oh no! Yeah. And so like, if you were to go into the astral planes and like go outside of the Earth and then like orbit yourself around it, you would actually see like four other Earths behind it, and 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 so like each Earth is kind of like 
a, a reflection of it and stuff like that. But like, no, try so wrapping now, your head around that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now knows? you're tapping into what I've got going on. <laughs> I can see Brandon, this is all from Santos, right? No, it's not from Santos, but Santos does. Santos jumped on that hype train as well. Who? And who who the flat it? Earth thing. It's a psyops. So. Uh, what the flat Earth is a psyops? Yeah, it is. So I mean, it, I'm not saying it actually is, but <laughs> it's a possibility. Wait, don't joke with me like that. I take you seriously. <laughs> what is this? But it, it probably if it's what not real, then it's a psyops. But I don't know if it's real or not, so what I can't. What is psyops? Psyops. Uh, psychological like, operation to like uh, basically yeah. you know propaganda like. Yeah, like mind, mind propaganda. Manipulate people's oh, patterns. Well, I look forward to talking about all that because I haven't yeah. really delved into it. It sounds interesting. But before yeah. I forget about this Mandela thing, I just sure. want to say one thing. You know, I don't know this Mandela effect very well. I'll have to research it and look into it. But what you – going back to something Stephen said a second ago, I sort of joked about and even joked about the earth being flat. But – I was listening to what this law that he was reading, and I want to say anything that says that just because you believe something that makes it true, I'm very wary of that. Because clearly, I think like if I believe 2 plus 2 equals 5, that's, and if I believe that a, a square circle exists, just because I believe it doesn't going to make it real in, a, in, in accordance with the epistemology and metaphysics and the nature of the ultimate nature of reality. But now this other thing with people misquoting, this happens a lot in our culture because of interpretation and then because of beliefs that are passed on. And the big thing that I've always looked, the big thing that I've always learned is that if somebody says that they know something, for example, oh yeah, I know Star Wars. O okay, so what does Luke or what does Darth Vader say to Luke? He says, "Luke, I am your father." You say, "No." It actually says, "No, I am your father." And they go, "No, no, no, no." And they go, "Okay, let's go back and look at it, the original, and let's go." And so you go back and you verify. Oh, it says, "No, I am your father." And so that person turns out to have a false belief. It does not match. There's no way it matches, right? It doesn't say it. It doesn't match. Now, the most famous example of this, which I find most fascinating, is the creation story in Genesis, the second creation story in Genesis, which is the story of Adam and Eve. It says very clearly in the Hebrew um, that they eat the, fr uh, the fruit of the tree, Right, but our culture somehow has an apple in the story. There's no apple, so it's fruit. And then we are often told that God kicks Adam and Eve out of the garden because they disobeyed His orders. And that's not the reason He gives in the story. The reason He gives in the story is, and they not only kicks out, uh, He not only, he, first of all, He only kicks out Adam. He doesn't kick out Eve. But there's debatable because he kicks out man, so you could take mankind. But he says, the reason I'm kicking them out, for fear that they next eat from the tree of life and become like one of us. doesn't say anything about you disobeyed my orders, so I'm kicking you out of the garden. He says, I'm kicking you out of the garden for fear that you next eat off the tree of life and become like one of us. 
that's not part of our normal cultural myth that we learn in Bible study Sunday school. You know, so what happens when we're being taught something that's not in the text? Well, we're purporting a false belief and keeping alive something that's not even in the text. So, like, if you really want to be a thinking Christian, you know, you got to learn Greek, you got to learn Hebrew, and you got to go read the shit yourself. Yeah, so that's what that's what that Mandela effect made me think of. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that there aren't alternative parallel universes that might open up and you know history lines change but we definitely have to like you said we'd have to make a distinction between the two another thing that um, another thing that like I mean I'm not trying to like bring up on like bashing the religions or anything but you know what is that first tree that they eat from that they're not supposed to it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil right, right? it's the tree that will allow them to actually know that if they are doing something wrong. Right. It's it's right. a tree that they promote self-awareness. There, there are two content. trees. Right. The, tree of, good, the so, tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Yeah. So, they didn't... And there's you know, another they didn't tree want they don't human beings to They didn't want human beings to know whether or not they were doing the right thing. They didn't want them to be self-aware. Right. Now, here's here's the problem, what right? Of, what, what kind of ultimate being you would want that? Right, yeah. exactly. And, and that's exactly the problem. So Philo, so the guy who... Made to be slaves to mine gold. Right. No, no, you, you, you hit the point. Because Philo, the guy who allegorized this story for the Jews... He tried. He basically he he helped them understand it, but the only problem is is that that you just picked up on the one main inconsistency in the story that he couldn't and he couldn't rationalize, and that is is that God made man in His image and likeness, and then He punishes him for becoming more like Him. No, it doesn't work. It's irrational, and nobody ever acknowledges that, and they just overlook it in the story, and that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check your sources, boys and girls, and think for yourself. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. <laughs> think for yourself. It's true. I mean, because again, right? Like, how many people are getting their primary sources just from like YouTube videos, and then or and then Facebook? that's what they do, right? Yeah, and like their their main like that becomes their model for reality is what other people are telling them to think so I mean again I think what is more important than like getting out lots and lots of information or or absorbing lots and lots of information is like learning how to think for yourself and, and always like check in with yourself and be like be like wait is that my idea or is that like someone else's idea that I've like adopted so like every time you like take in an idea let it like process through a part of yourself where you're maybe like reconfiguring it so it and also test it in your reality. Test it, yeah, 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 definitely. So, yeah, but again, you know, like the, let's um let's sort of get close to wrapping this up, and we'll just uh, allow anybody with like some some final points. But again, you know, the Mandela effect. If people are interested, go YouTube, go YouTube it. But think for yourself. We can talk about it more in the future. Like I do want to do like an entire. We can do like a Destiny School episode on it as well. Um, and again, like the flatter thing, do your own research. Think for yourself. Um, but yeah, just. Be mindful as to what hype trains you're, you're jumping on, and, and especially before you go around telling people what may or may not be true, because like everyone sort of like it's important for people to sort of use discernment. Um, and yeah, like I, I've said this before, like 
um, in another thing, it's just like, and this is sort of just like taking it to the extreme, but like the only true evil is forcing your beliefs on someone else sort of thing. So I mean, not to say there aren't other evils, but just keep that in mind, right? So I mean, it's just like the flat earth may seem super duper real to you, but just even if you're telling people about it, just be mindful of how you're telling people about it. You know, like you can't just like tell people like this is like what reality is. It's just it's like, like leading well, them like in a direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just it's an interesting game that we're playing in terms of just like how to share knowledge and and how to process and how to think for ourselves as well. And that's what you know the space is about to practice thinking for ourselves and like creating a place where we can like analyze things and get critical as well. Um, but yeah, okay, guys, let's move into some final comments just on anything related to these topics uh, before we move into uh, doing the closing tarot card draw and the final meditation. Um, so any other final comments just opening up for, for anyone? It's been great talking to everyone. Cool. Thanks, KJ. Good to have you again. Um, anybody else? Michael, yeah, did thanks, you... Man. Thanks, um, man. Did you, you had some stuff you wanted to mention earlier. Did you want to still share that now? Oh, yeah, about the Legend of Zelda thing. Yeah, and also the effect that you're talking about with the ping pong balls on the eyes for like the natural oh, hallucination okay. thing. If you want to give a short version of that, and we'll expand on it later. Well, yeah, it's basically called the Ganzeeld effect. I think I'm saying that right. And um, it's basically where you you cut a ping pong ball in half. You know, you might want to like sand it or something kind of like that, so it's like corners. Because you're going to be putting these on your eyes, so you you want to get this a pretty like smooth surface kind of thing, and then uh, you kind of you, you like kind of like color them all the um, orange, right? No, you color it black. The outside of it, you color it black, and then you put them on your eyes. It, it I find it. Most is this like a sensory deprivation thing? Yeah. Because I've read about this before. Yeah, it, it kind of is. It's like, but I find what's helpful, though, is if you have, like, a sleeping mask, so you can kind of put on top of that. But basically, you just put those on your eyes, and you lay in the dark, and you just stare into these uh, ping pong balls, you know? And uh, and you also want something to be listening to something. So so like some static binaural beats or no? Yeah, binaural beats that could work too. And um, you know when I did it, I observed some interesting things. Uh, yeah, it 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 definitely. Mine was more so auditory, um, but you you you'll see things, you know. You'll see different things that like are in like kind of like different parts of your of your mind, and um, you want to think, you know, you want to think. Uh, at least for for my case, you you, you want to think things that are, you know, pleasant. You know, I mean. That's one of the things uh, you don't want to use this as, as something to. I mean, I guess it could be used to face your fears, kind of thing, but that might not, you know, be the best idea. 
it'll be as fun. Yeah. So I, I, uh, what I experienced is, uh, kind of what I would, what I would hear in my head would sound like it was what I was listening to. It's like the two would kind of merge. So if I started hearing like some kind of sounds in my, in, in my head, I would, it would kind of like blend between the, the, uh, static noise and stuff like that really interesting not as i at least know how it works now not as much as a successful operation as i'd like it to be but it's very similar to um you know like when uh, you know a magician say like you know they stare into a mirror and they try to look at angels or talk to angels or stuff like that it's a very similar kind of process you don't have to chant anything, so <laughs> and it doesn't cost anything really. Well, you know, as much as a ping pong ball costs, but it's cheaper than you know. And it's not a schedule one drug, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's also good. That's cool. How do you how do you spell that again, or how do you pronounce it? Um, uh, let me let me see. Uh, Ganzeal effect is G A N Z. F E L D Gansfield. Okay. Or Gansfeld. Gansfeld. Cool, cool. Yeah, so I mean that would be a good thing to try as an experience for for people interested in. Yeah, yeah. Get some ping balls, cut them in half. Cool. Yeah, it, it it is It is a trip. I mean, it's <laughs> It's like a little hack almost. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. you're using your own stuff, so it's like I mean, you don't really need somebody to watch you. I mean, I mean, yeah. All you gotta do is rip a mask up. Tesseracts are coming for me. The tesseracts. I, I, unless, but the you know, falling from the sky like S dark up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thanks, Michael. Oh no problem. Uh, did you did you want me to share the Legend of Zelda thing or? Sure. Give us give us a short version of you're referencing the Mandela effect. You had some Legend of Zelda Mandela effect related stuff. Was that? Yeah. So what my idea was is I think we've been in the same world. You know, ever since I was born, this feels like the same world. You know, I mean, the trees look the same, sky looks the same, stuff like that. Um, but it just seems I don't know if it was. Around 2014 or 2015, something something it, happened. Something felt like something was changing. You know, I mean, it's like it's the same world, but it it's and the way that that I thought of it, it's funny because you know sometimes pictures and stuff will just pop up in my head, and I'll link theories to them. And I'll be like, yeah, that's totally that. So, in Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time, you know, there is a time of peace. Uh, things are going pretty good in the uh, Kokiri Forest. You know, we start out, uh, start the game and everything. Um, but, you know, something happens... Uh, along Link's journey, and basically, um, 
It's around death. It's around what's called Death Mountain. Something changes, and it goes from being at least you know somewhat peaceful and um, not really not not really as dark. And something happens, you know, where these zombies start coming out, and it's because this, um, the nemesis uh, Ganondorf starts like you know, kind of like casting this darkness over the uh, place. And Link actually goes in into the, uh, the future, I think, and basically, um, you know, he's seeing that all this, all this stuff happened. And Link is still the same person, but, you know, he's like, he's traveled in the future. And so the way that I th I've thought of it is kind of a, that's what it felt happened around 20, I would say really 2015. It felt just like almost like, you know, it feels in the game. It's just like this darkness is, um, it's a certain type of darkness that it, it just seems like it's kind of cast upon the world kind of thing. Does that make well. sense? That's in correlation to the energy that's here now and what is present currently with the gateway that's open between us and another planet, I believe is Saturn. <clears throat> I'm not oh, sure. Okay. But Brenda, did you did you get that? That's reference? all in the article I wrote actually. I believe so. Yeah. You know what I I'm mean, talking about when that happens. Like uh, yeah, I mean, I understand within the game and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it, it's interesting because, like, one thing that, like, when we're talking about, like, oh, there's, like, a cloud of darkness over the world and people are observing this in, in other ways, like, I always go back into this idea that, like, it's a yin-yang thing, it's a polarity thing, and, like, as much as there is darkness, that means there's more light as well. And, and, and you just sort of have to, like look to where the light is, and that light is, like, activating from within us. And, nice, Steve. <laughs> and... Like, you know, again, like, that, the, if people talk about, like, I literally saw a meme on this, and it's just like, just like, oh, okay, you know, like, the world's awakening, therefore the government is trying to, like, keep everyone asleep. And it's just like, don't forget that the seed and the dirt are the same thing. You know, like, you need that dirt for the seed to be able to grow up through the, the, like, the difficulty, up through the challenge, and to get, like, the nutrition through the darkness and stuff like that. So, I mean, I always look at things as, like, this, like, higher perspective of just, like, this isn't just about, like, this is, you know, like, just uh, a negative thing trying to stop a positive thing from happening. It's just like, no, this is, like, an overall conscious thing doing what it needs to in order to be able to create, like, the growth that it is actually creating for itself. So, I mean, like, it's, um yeah, like, I, when, when we talk about the idea of, like, like, oh, there's, like, the shadow over the world and stuff like that, for some people that can be a very depressing thing. Uh, for me personally, yeah. I just see that as like more of a call to action. It's just like this is what we've been training for, guys. Like if we notice that there's more of a darkness, and that's exactly like why we've been doing what we're doing. That's exactly why now more than ever we have to like embody that like light guardian role again, even in the little ways. So I mean, like that's that's my perspective. So I mean, again, you know, like I personally, when I hear about the idea that like oh, there's like a darkness coming over the world and stuff like that, it's just like all right, like time to step into hero of time mode, you know, like, what would Link do, 
right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Step up, step up. Like, let's do it. This is what we're here for. Because like others, others will feel like you know, like like other like in some ways, like some people. When when fear and darkness is in front of them, some people were some people will like hide and cower. Others will like step up and face it. Which one do you choose? You know, sort of thing. So the we'll darkness isn't a bad thing. And our swords, and we will slay them. Oh my them. god, Kyle, you made that into a bow. That's like that was your staff. Oh, wow. No, not my staff. Dude. That was like so you customized that, eh? No, this is oh, this is a stick that I found in the backyard. Well, but that I yeah, that yeah. Um, but you when I was doing it. a bunch of yard work, and I took it, Let's and it was it. nice and curved, dude. It was nice beauty, and curved. Beauty. And I was oh. like, oh, I'm gonna take it. I was like, I'm gonna make it into a bow. Ah. So I sat down, and it took me a couple hours, yeah. You know, but look at that, man. Dope, dude. That's awesome. Good job. Like, good total job. Total ergo grip and everything. That looks really cool. It's a good meditation making that. Wow. Yeah, dude. It was super cool. That's awesome, and it works. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get some hardwood and take some more off of here, and then here, and then get some hardwood and put it there, and then I'm gonna restring it and like bend it down really tough, and like that oh. hardwood. That get one of those little things you put on your hands. Maybe you oh, get like one of those thing. things you put on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool, cool, sweet man. So last time I, I tried to operate a, a bow and arrow, I didn't have one of those things, and my my hands just like, you know, they looked a lot bigger, you know, for a while. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, guys, let's uh, okay, keeping back in the time. Um, we're just uh getting closer to one thirty, which is totally cool. I mean, it's it's understandable. It happens. Um, but again, let's just move through uh, any last comments that we just want to get into this before we get into our uh, closing tarot card and uh, short meditation. Um, does anybody else just have any any again you know just like thoughts and comments related to anything that's sort of come up or just even just closing thoughts and comments on on what they thought of of tonight's uh, hangout and any feedback or just anything related to that? So um, let's take a moment here. I thought everything was good, man. Everything seems like doing cool. But does yeah. that, does that make sense about the whole um, Legend of Zelda thing? Yeah. That I was referencing. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Steve yeah. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you were saying Brennan if you're getting all your primary information from YouTube videos, uh, like especially from audio, you know, you can a lot of information can slide in subconsciously without you you know, you have to pay attention to what you're listening to me or whatever. So, yeah, just always question everything. That's it. Yeah, definitely. Questions. Question, question, question. The quest I on. For sure. Um, sweet. Well, Steve, thanks again, man. I'm glad I'm glad you uh, made it to the Hangout and bonus points for, for being able to stick around for the entire duration. That's awesome. Yeah, man, me too. That's really cool. Sweet. Um, anybody else? Uh, anybody else have any final things that the guys want to add? I presume you guys. You guys had fun. Um, you guys. Oh, I remember what I was sure share. You guys. Um, Earth is flat. Um, yeah, Earth is flat. FYI, everyone. Your government is God. 
Yeah, um, the Queen's a reptilian. Yeah. All this and more on next episode of Paradigm Shift Team Building Hangout. So. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we should do, like, a Destiny School just on, like, every crazy conspiracy that needs looking at. And again, I'm not, like, I'm not knocking these conspiracies. Like, believe me, like, I know this reality is, like, crazier than it seems. So, like, like I said, like, everything's on the table. Underground bases on aliens, oh, it's on the table. Dulce, yeah. it's on the table. Yeah. Like, dude, trust me, the American yeah. government, the Ameri- I'm, I'm so, don't know what to think, because, like, <laughs> aliens, man, I'm so Al- therefore the aliens, point, yeah. like, you know, man, when it comes to American government, I'm past the point of conspiracies, all the way to the point, these people are just so dumb, and so stubborn, and so stuck on these old traditions, and yeah. Dude, like there some, is no yeah. conspiracy theory. It's just the truth that they don't know what they're doing, and that's they, that's uh, what I lean towards. Like yeah, like that, and I love the like, Terrence McKenna talks about this, like this idea that, like, okay, now it's just idiot. Yeah. Up. Yeah, like that's the best conspiracy of all. That there actually is no conspiracy. There actually is no like sort of like secret controlling elite. It's just yeah. like well, this is just know. a side effect of like humans being freaking humans, like, including like, the yeah, illusion right. that we create of the idea. It's just like it's just like no, no, no. There has to be someone behind this controlling this. There's no way we're this stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> or are we? Um, I've seen every one. Which one? Yeah, the one where that one. The- they're, they're like, you know, where they're talking about like nine eleven and stuff, or yeah, and and taking a deuce in the in the urinal. Yeah, the, the yeah, urinal deuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except I'm not ready about it. Who took yeah. a deuce in the urinal? <laughs> I'm a raging <laughs> over no, here. Hardy boys, yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, like exactly I, it. Like, I do think conspiracy. The conspiracy is to keep the conspiracy theorists going because. Otherwise, there would be no over-control. Again, like, I do think that, like, some stuff has validity to it. And, again, I'm not knocking conspiracies because, again, like, honestly, like, I love getting into the conversation of, like, aliens, and that's going to be another Destiny school in itself. And, like, there's there's stuff there. I think there are helpers out there. Oh, yeah, like, aliens and UFOs and multidimensional reality, like, it's there. So, I mean, like, in terms of conspiracy stuff, like, it's it's all, yeah, like I said, it it all connects. Aliens. And yeah, sometimes I'm an alien. There's a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, Steve, I, I think I think there are help, helpers out there. He might be one of those people that just sort of somehow knows that his soul is actually extraterrestrial and that he's here to observe the experiment in progress <laughs> as a report status. Who is? Or did you? Re- what Steve is? Is that what you said? Yeah. Steve. He, Steve's he, uh. He didn't yeah, hear him just chime in. Undercover he was like, alien. I'm an alien. <laughs> Well, you guys, I mean, I could... No, I probably shouldn't tell you that, but Steve, go ahead. No, nah, he just jumped in for a second. No, I was just saying that I was alien. You're an... Oh, that's yeah. what you said. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always used to joke about that, what I was going to say, but I was just like, oh, I won't tell you. But no, I, like, I always used to joke about, like, I was just like... Even earlier in the Paradigm Shift Central project, I was just like, I'm like, just so you guys know, like, I'm actually, like, a double agent shape-shifting rep. Like, you guys know that, right? Like, I just want... For that to be open. Oh, nah, <laughs> like, but it's well, just like, you're, you're, you're if I'm a double agent, is, and that's like that's yeah, like I opposed to other. taking one side. It's just like no, I'm on like you know. So, <laughs> anyways, 
anyway, um, some yeah, uh, yeah, it's all good. It's 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 good to be able to like make humor out of just like how crazy some of this stuff is sometimes, but like crazy in a good way because like reality. I feel like we need to redefine what the word crazy means. Crazy doesn't just mean that it's not true. Crazy means that it's just like so freaking hyperdelic that sometimes our mind has trouble wrapping itself around it. So yeah, but yeah, okay. Let's um let's get close to wrapping this up, guys. Any any I other? I remember last what I was going to say though. Oh yeah, go ahead, Michael. So my friend, I have a friend. She does like shaman work and like stuff like that, and I've seen her before, and um. She she's going to Peru, so or actually no she's in she's in Peru, and she's she's gonna be with like, you know Peruvian um, shamans and stuff like that. So she put a request, because um, they're gonna do like a dis dispacho ceremony. Disembowelment. No, dispacho. <laughs> This pacho ceremony. It's like it's like people put a bunch of stuff, you know, that means stuff to them in a circle and like give thanks and stuff like that. I, I mean it's 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 more important, you know, it, it's it's a whole thing to it, but so basically, you know, to, to put it in a nutshell and you know, they put different stuff in there and they light in or you know but it's gonna be in Peru with the shaman, so I mean it's going to be the real deal. And um, so she asked for any request, and I said, you know, for some reason I just felt called to ask this. I said, you know, I mean, you know, I I retook that you know that plant stuff, you know, that plant uh, spirit medicine, you know, I I took that. I mean, it's done deal. But I asked, you know, could you just put it in the ceremony to heal, like, any, you know, like, fear or, you know, like, uh, effects of fear or stuff, you know, that's just, like, still, you know, hanging on me. So I had no idea how this was going to work. And I said, you know, can you can you just put that in the, in the despacho ceremony? So she said, yeah, I can do that. I had no idea, you know, what was gonna what was gonna happen, how it was all gonna work. But she said she did it today. And I tried to think about, you know, uh, a very unpleasant experience, you know, that I had. And it was it was so interesting. It's like it's it's like not it's like a blink. Hmm. You know, it's like I can't even, even if I wanted to think about it, it's like, it's like getting blocked, you're hitting a ceiling, you know, it's, mm. I, I mean, Interesting. and I was like, wow, I had no idea, but basically, Maybe something I went, happened, yeah. basically what my idea is, I didn't have any disrespect towards Peru or Peru shamans. Or the plant itself, I just felt, you know, it wasn't for, for me. You know, I definitely wasn't ready for that, and I had no idea. You know, but it, it's, it was kind of like a redo or, or a reset. I mean, I don't. Uh, such an interesting you go back experience. To the 
go back to the beginning block instead of it being like instead of it being a negative block now because usually when you're working with that kind of stuff, yeah, it's always like a block. Yeah, because I mean, block, it was then another it, building block, and then another building block. block. Yeah, it was always in my head like the last thing I did was this. I mean, it was like I, it's well, like you, I, I couldn't you know get away from did? that. Can I explain it a little bit, maybe? In your mind, what you've done is you've done that, and it took you to a place, and you were like, "Oh my God, this is so much right now." I've got to get as far away from this place as I can. So yeah. it was blocked. It's like you just took a shovel and started digging a hole away from it. You know, you mm. kind of put yourself in a hole in a negative because you revert. And sometimes when we want to revert as human beings, because it's our nature, mm-hmm. we go yeah. further than... Yeah. We like I, you know, I mean, the whole... Than we it was like yeah, I was I mean, I got my Peru. Right now. Oh, you I got mean, your it's, it's just one plant, but it, it's like I felt like I was scared of Peru for a while. The whole country of Peru. It's just one <laughs> yeah, plant. That's what I'm saying. You know, like you know what I mean. Like you put yourself there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you have a bad experience. It doesn't mean that the whole country. You know, I mean. It's just one little plant, you know, so it was like, I thought about it, I was like, you know, I, I got to stop giving my power to plants. I mean, I think that's one of the things I was doing for a while is like, because really it's you that's... Yeah, it's all it, you, man. It, it, couldn't, it couldn't work without you. I mean, it'll maintain wherever it is, but I mean, it's like, you're the... You're what makes it work. So you are like, the congregate of experience. You are the yeah. actually. I'll, I'll say this: you are the aggregate of experience. Mm. Yeah. So all these things are here for us and no other reason. Even animals. Animals are like plants in a way because they're different kinds of spirits. They're not like us at all. We but I did, I did feel, I did feel like it was like a, it was more like a psychological thing. Like I would think back, well, the last thing I did was this. So it's almost like I felt like I needed to take something else, so I wouldn't have that. This was the last thing I did, kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, Brendan, mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off, Mike, but. I think we're gonna wrap this up, Brendan. Yeah, do you want to do it? Let's both do it. Let's both do a draw, and we'll combine. We'll combine a just one card draw. But yeah, okay. no, Mike. Like, okay. let's, uh, Mike. Thanks for sharing that, man. Because I think that sort of reflects back into this idea of just like, again, you know, like healing can happen in some pretty interesting ways, and other people can sort of do like this, like distance healing. And just by like putting intentions on uh, for into into the universe from like one place in the world can actually affect someone somewhere else in the world, which again gets into this like non-locality, like quantum mechanic type thing too as well. So, yeah, That's no, true. it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but all the best on that, man. So, thank you.
All right. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's switch gears uh, into the tarot card draw. So Kyle's got his deck. I got my deck. We're both gonna pull one card, and um, then we'll just like combine the two. So again, you know, with the tarot card kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's a chance for the universe to communicate to itself through the power of symbols. And uh, basically, we'll just put out the basic intention of showing what is needed. Not even just showing yeah. what is needed, just showing what we need to see in this moment, so whatever the universe, this is a chance for like the big us, shout out to the big us, which is yeah, us, to uh, come through in this moment to like directly be able to give a message. So um, let's uh, let's charge our decks, Kyle. Charging deck, initiate. Okay, so we'll uh, do a simple breath and then we'll draw the card, so gentle breath. Okay, I got one. Alright. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. What do we got? Four of cups. Flame. Four, flame, four, four flames. Four, four flames. So we got wow. two fours. We got four of flames and four of cups. So let's open that up, and um, wait. You got four cups. I got I four flames. Four flames. Oh. Okay. Kyle, do you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right. Four flames. So holding it up. Um, to the people listening to this, uh, the image is like a circular star up above a horizon. Oh wow. Four flames. The image. Surrounded by a hazy shimmer, a light source shines in all four directions above the warming distance of a peaceful landscape. Meaning, the individual's energetic power is what brings him into contact with his fellow beings. The power renews, the powers to renew, to enliven, and to create impulses give witness to clear goal setting. Connecting with the dissimilar sets, the conditions for creating new life as well as keeping current life processes in check. Sharing the joy of existence with fellow beings gives the individual his, his particular personal charm. He who recognizes the beauty in things brings beauty to, to life in himself as well as in others. I'm just going to reread that part. He who recognizes the beauty in things brings beauty to the life in himself as well as in others. Whether it is on the level of personal relationships or collective events, the purpose of love is to be awakened and to grow, and not to be used for selfish reasons. Attachment results in standstill. Love renews. Curiosity and lust for life keep the inner self young and awaken vital energies. I'm going to read that part again. Curiosity and lust for life keep the inner self young and awaken vital energies. The interest in fellow humans builds the foundations for coming together as community and affects a stable ba basis for future undertakings. Just going to read that part. The interest in fellow humans builds the foundation for coming together as community and affects a stable basis for future undertakings. Through a mutual support, one's power is made more potent within the community. The central thought of the Four Flames is the maintenance of the inner light through the connection of each person to the whole through love. Home is where the heart is. And then 
astrological significance, Venus, Mars, Mercury, square aspects, keywords, union of opposites, eroticism, communication, creativity, renewal, grace, spontaneity, joy, radiance, traditional meaning, instinctiveness, carnality, contact high, cheerfulness, sensuality, zest for life. So um, just my quick interpretations on that, and I'll pass it over to Kyle for his. Um, I liked what he was talking about there, just on like the emphasis on community um, and like the idea of um, through the connection of each person to the whole through love. So like the idea of just like each person being able to like become like more into themselves through their connection through community and in turn to bring the entire community into more of its collective body as well. So um, yeah, I like that part. And then again, you know, just like uh, uh, recognizing the beauty in things brings beauty into life as well as in others. So, um, yeah, I like that one. Just, again, reminding ourselves to, like, see the beauty around us and to have that curiosity. Curiosity keeps us young and awakens vital energies and to have an interest in fellow humans and to come together as community and to know that in doing so, it allows, like, each of us to accelerate our collective growth as well. So, four flames, that's that. Cool. All right, Kyle, go ahead. All right. I've got the four of cups. I'll hold this up here so you guys can see it. It says the head priestess, head priestess holds her, her wine cup brimming with red wine toward the young man as though offering to fill his cup, but he turns his face away from her with an expression of dissatisfaction. His own cup droops in his hand near his groin, and his cup is obviously empty. In the background, a drunken man and woman embrace lewdly and kiss near the statue of the bast. Wine cuts in. Now, this one was pulled upright. And I don't know if you do upright or inverted. Kind of, a lot of the cards have, like, similar means. This one is restlessness, dissatisfaction, boredom, seeking after novelty, um, alliances, Weariness or loss of interest. There's like a lot of different things that could come out of this one, actually. I think um, I, I kind of see it as moving out of old habits and perspectives. Um, kind of like pruning a plant. You know, you gotta you gotta trim away the excess to make make way for new positive growth. And that could be what this is. You know, like in in the like, the imagery speaks to me a lot more, because you have someone who has a cup full, and then another, and then someone else who has an empty cup and doesn't wish for his cup to be full. You know, so it's like, and he's looking off in the distance. So he could be contemplating, what am I doing here, and what's all this about? And that could be. Um, Actually, a lot of this could relate to the world straight up and what the world is going through. A lot of, like, the restless and restlessness and weariness of, like, people waking up to, to the way that the world is. People become completely, you know, it says dissatisfaction. Totally dissatisfied with the way that the world's working right now, wherever they are, you know. Um, 
restlessness, you know, loss of interest. It's time for change, it's time for positive change. That's kind of what this card says to me. And that's kind of like a reflection on the entire world right now. And also how these cards very much so opposite each other is kind of interesting. And how that just sort of lets it balance. But it's also telling us that we got to be mindful and to, like, you know, not give in to too much relaxation or whatever. So, and to make sure that we do stay focused. Also, I'm pulling out of the Necronomicon, uh, Secrets of the Necronomicon, tarot <laughs> cards, so they might not be the best. <laughs> but they're my cards. Oh, no. I really, really like them. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Okay, well, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, uh, again, you know, like tarot is a really interesting thing, and for people interested, it's always something that they can pick up and try for themselves. Personally, like I, I like doing tarot like rarely. I find like the the more rare I do it, the more potent it can be potentially. Yeah. So, saving yeah. it, yeah, yeah, opposed to just like playing like Pokemon with tarot cards or something like that. So. Tarot card, tarot card, go. <laughs> yeah, Prince of Flames, go. <laughs> yeah. Super effective. Um, sweet guys. Okay, let's uh, let's move into uh, doing our closing meditation. I'll just walk us through this real quick. It'll just be like a simple thing, uh, just to sort of like get us into reflection and moving forward. And I'll just sort of freestyle it. Um, and uh, yeah, actually, this is something I was going to talk about earlier, like the idea of like flow and freestyling. And I do want to like give us a space to practice this more, um, even within future hangouts. And and uh, yeah, like freestyling and doing conscious flow tree is such a cool thing. And so I'll just uh, take a moment here to do that because like that in itself is about like stepping through fear and allowing like information to kind of come through you, experience to kind of come through you, and to like remove blockages uh, in your present moment because anybody can do flow tree. Like hip hop type thing, like just like spoken word, like sort of thing. So oh, I'll just, okay. I'll just, um, I'll just like do it just off the top of my head. So <clears throat> crystal clear, it's why we're here to let go and move ourselves through the fear, letting go and moving ourselves into more of where we are, coming into that place, reaching beyond the stars. We know it's here. We know it's now. We know it's about waking up and knowing somehow that we will get through this infinite, this infinite bliss. Seeds in the dirt coming up growing into that infinite gift and giving our fruits to the world all around us, being the light that will always astound us, moving through without the fear, letting the fear always teach you of what's here, of teaching you how to be present, of teaching you how to be now, of knowing that you have the tools, that knowing you will be able to do this somehow. So carry your light, like the strength of the world, carry your light and it will unlock this whole unfurling, unfurling, world of an infinite spiral and the infinite gift that is taking us back into this place, into this bliss. Cha-cha-cha. So, I think I rhymed bliss with bliss there, but that's okay. So, cool. Or bliss with gift, so that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, flow tree is just like, I, I like being able to practice that, and yeah, I want wow. to be able to do that more in the future, but it's just I mean, like that was a pretty good. I mean, that was... Thanks, man. Anybody can do it. It's, it's, it. Uh, Shout-outs to the universe, so... Cool. Okay, guys. Um, 
let's go into our closing meditation. Just before we do that, I just want to remind people who are listening to this uh, close to the time of the original broadcast that uh, the next broadcast that we'll have will be the Dream Class, and that will be on Tuesday. So again, Dream Class is every other Tuesday, and the next Dream Class that is coming up is on the uh, Tuesday of July 26th, and that's at 9 p.m. EST. Show up for that to be able to talk about dream exploration, lucid dreaming, and all that cool stuff. And there was some other dream stuff that I had within the last couple weeks that I didn't mention in this broadcast that I'll mention in the next broadcast. Um, and then the next Thursday broadcast on July 28th will be another team-building hangout. So again, that will be what we're doing here in terms of just like open space. We'll talk about more of like crazy stuff and anything that we want to talk about. And then the following Thursday will be uh, the Paradigm Shift Destiny School about love and sacred sexuality. And then uh, beyond that, there's sort of the common routine, and the week after that will be the community admins meeting as well. So just encouraging guys, if you need any clarification on what's happening and what's coming up on the Paradigm Shift project, you can always go to the website, and under tools, you can go to the calendar for the live broadcast, and on most of the pages, you'll see the, the calendar also listed in your right-hand panel as well. And uh, again, just reminding you to please feel free to leave comments. Uh, if you're listening to this either on Blog Talk or through the main website, leave comments. Let us know that you listened to it. Even just put an 11.11 to confirm that you guys were synced up. And of course, share this with your friends and use this as a tool for inspiration to encourage you to carry the shift further where you are. And that's really what this is about. This is about being that beacon in every way and every day of our life. Uh, in the little ways that make the big difference. And of course, just encouraging and reminding you guys to check out the team Patreon when you can, bookmark that, and to be able to sign up for as little as $3 a month at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton to show your support and support the ongoing evolution of the project and ongoing free conscious media for the community and the platform to be able to share the amazing content that we are creating together. And um, yeah, again, just reminding you that you can sign up through the main website and check out all of the other previous broadcast available and use the website to be able to share your conscious media through the quest journals and conscious articles and encouraging you to create a physical paradigm shift community where you are and you can check out the community startup guide to do that. Check out the team map to find other shifters where you are and uh, of course go to free hugs where you are. That is a that is always a good shift mission to be assigned is to give you guys a shift mission of doing free hugs where you are even if it's just like as practice you know like it's just it, it, if you feel like it's like something that is like really hard for you to do that may be all the more reason for you to do it and then once you like allow yourself to step into that you'll begin to like realize like how exciting it, it can be uh, once you get like those first couple hugs and realize the difference that you're making uh, in someone else's reality it can get very very exciting very quickly so um just thinking, uh, again, you know, if you need to connect with anybody through the show, you can find them in the show notes through the main website for the episode of July 21st. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash SkullBabylon and subscribe to my YouTube at youtube.com forward slash SkullBabylon as well. And the other thing I will say is that the best way to keep in touch with updates for this website is to just bookmark the website and to be able to check back every now and then to find the new content that is online, be it Quest Journal Central News, live broadcasts, or conscious articles and for those of you on desktop you'll always notice in the bottom left the notification bell thingy the red bell click that to enable desktop notifications as an extra resource if any of you are signed up for the global mailing list know that that will commonly end up in the spam inbox and is not a reliable way for us to get messages to you hence why we encourage you to just check back to the site manually the old-fashioned way and uh, ultimately the most effective way so um 
with that said, just for, just again, thanking everyone so much for tuning into this, and thank you for being a part of the shift where you are. And uh, this is a very, very exciting, ever unfolding project. And every week, we're uh, just continuing to step into more, more of its ongoing evolution. So much love. And uh, just to clarify, um, for those of you who are curious, uh, yes, there was no global meditation for this month. Again, I was just going through my own process with the recent uh, events that happened in my life related to the passing of Shelby and everything like that so um, we are going to be doing another global meditation on the full moon in August um, though I'm thinking it's possible that there may be some sort of special broadcast that we may end up doing around the Lions Gate which will be on August 8th which is like sort of a special date so stay tuned for that because that may be something that we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sync up with but again the next full moon meditation will also be on the full moon in August so there we go sweet guys okay so let's um just take this moment here to just do a closing meditation and then we'll uh, wrap it up and um, yeah I'll uh, see you guys at the dream tree so um, just inviting you guys to relax to center yourself to just straighten up your spine a little bit imagine pulling a string from the top of your head straightening your posture and then just relaxing your shoulders relaxing your face relaxing your cheeks and here, right now, we'll just connect with the breath. So gentle inhales through the nose. And gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. Again, gentle inhales. And gentle exhales. Allowing the inhale to meet the exhale. Allowing the exhale to meet the inhale. With each breath, just allowing yourself to become more calm, more relaxed, and more present. And so in this moment, just reflecting on our ever-unfolding path, on our opportunity to birth ourselves into new parts of our being every single day. Reflecting and bringing more gratitude into each and every moment. Appreciating the gifts of the present that we have right here, right now. Allowing each breath to become sweeter. Each moment to become more beautiful. So again, gentle inhales, gentle exhales, and just giving yourself permission to continue to grow in whatever way that growth may look like, trusting in the growth that you are going through the challenges you may be facing, honoring them, and even being grateful of them, knowing that it in itself is helping you step into more of your strength, a strength that will be shared with those around you, helping them through their own challenges, mirrors upon infinite mirrors, reflecting the infinite source within each and every one of us, as we continue to walk ourselves home. So invoking the call of the light guardian, 
as a choice that each of us can make, as a choice to do the little things that make the big differences. And so just continuing to breathe, continuing to connect with your breath, and in doing so, connecting with the divine remembrance of the bigger parts of ourselves, reminding ourselves of the journey that we are on, one that began before this incarnation, and one that will continue after it, knowing that we came here to be a part of this experience, to be a part of this journey, to be able to contribute our unique vibrations, our unique gifts, our unique visions to this collective journey. And so invite yourself to awaken to more of your gifts, to more of your keys. Allow the hidden to become visible within yourself. Allow yourself to awaken to more of who you are. The seed is becoming the tree and the tree will bear the fruit and the seeds for more trees. From tree to tree, from seed to seed. Our mission is simple, to grow, to expand, and to invite others to do the same. To be love, to be water for a thirsty world. So bring your awareness into your breath. Bring your presence into your awareness of this moment. And reminding ourselves that in changing ourselves, we change the entire world around us. Like the holographic fractals, it begins from within. So connect with the visions, connect with the futures, connect with the strength and the trust that will guide us to those moments that are waiting for us to arrive into. So just take another couple moments here to just breathe in your own silence, reflecting on your gifts, on your visions, on your keys, on your strengths. with gratitude. Good. So just take a couple more breaths here and we'll conclude this meditation. And yet as we do, remembering this space, knowing that we can return to it simply through connecting with the breath, reminding ourselves of the importance of tuning our instrument as we play our part within this bigger song, within this universe, the one verse. 
And so carry this with you beyond this moment. Through the power of words and language, we remind ourselves and we awaken to this bigger story and our place within it. Carry the shift with you as a choice, consciously, with love. So let's take a couple more breaths. Good. And so just take a moment here just to, before we conclude, put your hand on your heart and just feel your heartbeat, reminding yourself that your heartbeat is the heartbeat, is our heartbeat. The heartbeat is the breath. The heartbeat is the Brahma. Growth and expansion through levels upon levels upon levels unfolding as it were as it is, and so it shall be. So let's take another breath here. And gently, you can begin to bring your awareness back to your physical body. You can slowly wiggle your toes and your fingers. When you're ready, Gently open your eyes and bring your awareness back to the space around you. Well done, Guardians. Aho. Uh -oh. Sweet. Aho. Aho. So my grandma always says. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks, Steve. Cool. All right, guys. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. Have a Thank good you, one, Kevin. everyone. It yes. Was, uh, very divine. Another beautiful experience. Every time that we come here, the universe expands just a little bit more. <laughs> Cool, cool. Um, yeah, again, guys, just thank you so much.